Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Get your clothes, fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is, is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international over to person. <laughs> Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? Trump on Truth Social yesterday wrote, quote, They never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find the riggers. <laughs> a word that I'm not particularly familiar with. Riggers. Rigger, please. With Trump, you don't need to look for a dog whistle. It's, it's a bullhorn uh, when it comes to, to race. And I, I do think that's deliberate. When you saw the courtroom, it was a lot of black men and women who were serving in that courtroom. The fact that he's introducing race into this prosecution surprises me. It's disgusting. It's textbook Donald Trump, but it comes as no surprise. What the f*** is this? Donald Trump using the term riggers, which uh, clearly uh, rhymes with the N-word, to identify with blatant racism and blatant violence is not the party that we need. I doubt it. You are fake news. The N-word, you know what the N-word is? Very fake news. I can't believe that someone would have so much, like, hate in their heart. It's not against the law, ho, fuck you. Well, it's not my concern. Let's go, Brandon. That's a big game, man. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. I I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! (laughs) Fuck it, we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is... A tremendous show, frankly, the very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. What is up, my rigor? Can I say that? Or uh, Can you say that? I don't know. I, it might upset people. They might say that you're dog whistling. I think it's fine. My question is, what about the the soft A, Riga? And what about the that's, Z? That's definitely fine. Marigas. I, I th- the bit is already hilarious, but if Trump leaned into it, I think it'd be even better. He should apologize for using the insensitive term and pledge to use Rigas instead. I'm going after the Rigas in Georgia. <laughs> R-I-G-G-A-Z. Not that he has anything to prove to me, but uh, if he were to tweet or truth something like that uh, yeah. he would earn my loyalty for life blonde is coming to us from uh, an undisclosed location we'll get to that in a moment but it looks like the internet connection is hanging on just fine for now so nothing to worry about there um but yeah now they're they're not just mad that that trump claims the election was rigged the issue is that the term for those who rigged the election rhymes with the n-word and i would say there are bigger stories to worry about but of course by the same rule the word bigger is now banned as well you can't say it (laughs) so we'll discuss all that of course in its fuller context of trump's georgia indictment uh as well plus fed on fed violence strikes phoenix as uh one irs agent fatally shoots another at a gun range training yeah in a moment 
a scum of the earth cyclist lights a guy's Trump sign on fire and major figures pledge thousands to find his identity. This guy. I, I want to find who he is just for the outfit alone. Okay. I don't even care about the arson, the outfit. We need to know who this yeah. man is and bring him to justice. Uh, Joe Biden is alleged to have used multiple aliases to conceal his email communications with Hunter and others. Meanwhile, Hunter's lawyer is asked on MSNBC. Hey, uh, what exactly did Hunter do for all of that money? What sort of goods or services did he provide? And the lawyer uh, is is noticeably stumped by that question. So draw whatever conclusions may be appropriate. And before we get out of here, we have uh, hoax hate in what is alleged to be a queer phobic mass shooting in Minneapolis, among some other stories. Something doesn't make sense about this queer phobic mass shooting at a queer and trans friendly DIY punk venue. Whatever that means, we'll explain later in the show. Plus, tonight's movie review is Contact, which I can't wait to discuss because, without revealing too much, it's been a while since I've had such competing elements of hate and love in the same movie. I was wondering what you would think about it. So we'll, fi- we'll figure out how, we, how to sort those out later in the show. Stick around for that. We'll catch up with your Super Chats in between topics 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low-down money grabbers, of course. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com, or as we revealed last week, mattis.gay. We'll, uh, we'll also get you there. Listener- Do you think that's going to improve our traffic? Well, to the point of the guy who bought the domain, mattis.gay. As a reminder, .gay domains are part of a Pride Month initiative. Uh, he said my my uh, regular URL is too long. Matt is dot gay is much easier to remember. And I think he's got a point. Uh, anyway, listener support, of course, is hugely appreciated and is what keeps the show operational. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting the show. We also have show merchandise for sale at Matt is dot gay as well. What? 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 Oh, the live chat is not working and I don't think it's a problem on my end. What do you mean it's not working? It's I haven't had an update in a solid three minutes. I just reloaded the page and everything. Okay. Is Uh-oh. the stream running? The stream looks like it's running. Is everybody just quiet tonight? That can't be it. Okay. Well, uh, stand by, I guess. Why don't you continue to investigate that while I do our usual pre-show stuff? Okay. Let me send some texts. Right. And actually, uh, let me look at... The stream feed here. I think it's okay. We're getting new viewers. But the, the chat was running before, right? It was running at the start yeah. of the show. Okay. Well, yeah. it, everything looks good on the stream end. It's all, it's all still going. So, okay. All right. I uh, chalk it up to Raja Muhan. Anyway, where was I? Um, oh, no, I'm sorry getting... about that. I interrupted your flow. Stream is good, but chat is frozen, I'm informed. So, okay. okay. Yeah, the, okay, good. All We're right. just no, going to... not just me. I guess I will do nothing then. <laughs> yeah. I got a text from uh, my wife who informs me. I'm going to say, okay, keep me informed, please. So 
<laughs> Stand by if you're trying to figure out what the chat issue is. Where the hell Huzzah! was I? It just oh, yeah. started working. Okay, great. Support the show. If you like the show, it's greatly appreciated. Mattis.k has a link for you to do that. Um, plus, if you head on over to the website, we also have friendly offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Western Razor Company. Most razors sold today are made in China by global conglomerates that hate you. Well, not anymore. The high noon safety razor from Western Razor is made in America with all metal, no plastic, long lasting construction and uses widely available double edge, double edge razor blades rather that only cost pennies each. Safety razors were used by just about every man in America back in the 50s and 60s until the big razor companies figured they could make more money selling disposables and signing you up for endless subscriptions. But the safety razor has always been the superior method for a better shave at a lower long-term cost. And Western Razor has just made exciting new product launches. Gold and rose gold finishes are now part of the permanent lineup. They're no longer just rare limited edition exotics. The leather razor cover now comes in several colors, golf green, Grand Slam baseball glove red, and gold stamped black, as well as the original natural tone. Plus, there are new value packs, so you can get all of it in one convenient bundle. A razor, extra blades, plus a cover if you want one. And Western Razor is now selling Caswell Massey Shave Cream, the preferred shave cream of George Washington himself. I checked it out, it's true. In the meantime, Western Razor... <laughs> They're working on their own shaving cream, they inform me, as well. Shave better and less expensively and support American manufacturing. When you pick up a Western Razor, get 10% off your entire order using promo code MAT10. That's promo code MAT10 for 10% off everything from our friends at Western Razor. Of course, you can find everything you need from our friends at Western Razor, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. And of course, don't forget, Hero Soap is now offering signature soaps from both of us. Yes, we both personally worked with uh, Hero Soap to develop our own signature soaps. You can try Oat Plus Almond from Blonde, or you can try Timberline or Old West from me. Or you can try all three at heroesoapcompany.com, promo, uh, promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off. And of course, find more information at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals as well. Uh, I did put in the notes, you know, you're coming from, coming to us uh, from, I was going to say you went to a secret tribal doctor on some undisclosed island to make double, triple sure that you don't have HIV. Oh, I'm positive. But, <laughs> no, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, uh I'm visiting some family in Seattle right now. She's way out there. And so we're having to deal with a, a couple different sketchy internet options, but it appears to be working fine for now. So to if, be more specific, I am on Vashon Island. And yesterday I was at the grocery store and three of seven checkers at the grocery store. Trannies. What is it with the grocery industry and transgenderism? Because my wife formerly worked at a grocery store as well. She doesn't anymore. But uh, we have noticed at this grocery store, there's got to be, I don't know, there's, there's a comparable number and it has proliferated in recent years. It's just so bizarre. It sucks because I love being here. And the people that are living on this island are living like a traditional conservative life. 
but then they're you know they're selling unpasteurized milk at like a farmhouse stand and then they've got like a tranny flag and like a black lives matter i'm like what the fuck is this like can't you just be normal conservative like it's like 95 percent white on the island like ooh, black lives matter i'm like why do you care about this sell your milk shut your mouth <laughs> let blonde run the island it's not very difficult um <laughs> Yeah, really. One other thing before we get into the news, I, I guess we're going to need help in diagnosing the chat problem in general, although it sounds like that is resolved, I think. I haven't received any more news on it. But I, I would like some help in diagnosing this super chat issue, too. If, you, um, if you're a super chatter, you may have noticed in recent weeks or months, or if you just listen to us read super chat, there have been many instances of super chat coming through multiple times. And we have to uh, say to those super chatters, hey, if you didn't mean to do that, send us an email and we'll get you a refund. The reason that's happening, as far as I understand, is because YouTube is returning some kind of error message to these super chatters that their chat was not processed. And so they attempt to do it multiple times and then it goes through multiple times. And Raju Mahan laughs because they keep their 30 percent cut because they have a no refund policy. And either the chatter who's been duped has to eat that 30 percent or the show has to eat that 30 percent on behalf yep. of the chatter. Either way is unfair, but such is business. At least that was my philosophy until now when it's become way, way more frequent. So I've been in contact with YouTube about this issue. And yes, I have actually spoken with someone at YouTube miraculously, but they would like documentation on what error the system is returning to the user when this happens. So oh, okay. yeah, yeah. my request to any super chatters who experience this issue, if you can, so if you, if you try to send a super chat and it gives you an error message, like this could not process or this didn't go through just grab a screenshot of that. And if you would email it to me, you can find uh, find out how to contact me on the website, mattis.gang. Or you can, uh, if you can remember Matt at mattchristensenmedia.com, uh, or there's a contact box on the website too. You can get in touch with me that way. But if you have screenshots of this error that will help me resolve the issue with YouTube. And I've had a few emailers even speculate with me wondering should we be tinfoily about this is this youtube's intentional way of getting us to eat 30 percent costs maybe maybe i mean it have you noticed that these things do happen in threes it, all of the the messages that come through uh, in duplicates it's, it's it's triplicate i don't know if it always is but it's commonly it's I, commonly yeah. yeah anyway maybe that's um, just when the when the person gives up they're like i'm not doing that. i'm not sending this anymore couple of other listener items before we hop into the news uh last uh last week we discussed the story of the chattanooga lookouts minor league baseball team having to discontinue a team t-shirt that said nuga with their lookout googly eyes uh, logo because it was deemed yeah. too close to the n-word much like other things this week and we'll discuss later in the show well listener majestic eyesore has a solution the lookouts should just make an ooga booga t-shirt with the eyes instead and as depicted i certainly would wear the shirt particularly if it were manufactured by nike as shown here <laughs> and then uh we got some art from listener tom it, you know it may not have been so bad even if you did have aids or hiv you could have disappeared off into the internet sunset and you could have had a new job at that restaurant in Toronto that we talked about a few months back where all the cooks are HIV positive uh. and the apron that you and uh, your, your coworkers are, are wearing in this photo. It reads, I got HIV from pasta said no one ever. That is in fact a real photo from the story. I looked it up. He oh the, that was not added to it. <laughs> and when I saw the, the text, I thought, well, I agree. 
I'm not, I've not ever heard of someone getting HIV from pasta. So tell me on the, on another apron, how exactly did you get HIV? Describe in detail <laughs> how you got. It was from HIV. a glory hole is the other apron. I, I don't know if you want to go into the bathrooms at this restaurant <laughs> for a variety of reasons. I don't know. Can you get AIDS from a bathroom? You should ask that ER doctor. You can from a glory hole and or from the needles on the floor. Definitely. Okay, uh, into the real news or what is allegedly the real news, at least uh, another week, another example of Joe Biden being weird with children. Biden was celebrating the one year anniversary of the signing of the Inflation Reduction Act at the White House this week, which itself is, of course, a joke. But Biden made it Biden made the scene even more ridiculous. During his remarks, Biden told the children in the audience to find him after the speech because he knows the good ice cream places. And besides, Daddy owes them. I want to say one thing to your children. I know some really great ice cream places around here. (laughs) And Daddy owes you. So talk to me afterwards. Ew. One would wonder, uh, is the audience laughing at him, laughing with him, or laughing They're laughing because they're uncomfortable. Yeah. Ease the old awkwardness in the room. Uh, And and much like the the prior question, I would like clarification. For what exactly does Daddy owe these children? Do explain. It's real (laughs) pedesty. I have an ongoing debate with my wife. Is the proper description... Pedosta or pedoesta? <laughs> I like pedoesta. I like pedoesta. Yeah. She prefers pedosta. Why? Uh, that's you'll have to ask her. Crazy. Anyway, uh, my feelings, and I think I speak for both of us, but you can correct me if I am misrepresenting you. Uh, so I will say our feelings towards cyclists need no further explanation. But as always, I will clarify. I don't mean just someone riding a bike. I mean. The sort of person maybe you do. Okay. So thank you for clarifying. I mean the sort of person in short shorts and an aerodynamic helmet, like the gentleman you can see on your screen right now, this, this sort of person self-righteous about supposedly saving the environment and acting entitled to both vehicle and pedestrian rules of the roadway, depending on whichever uh, suits him in the moment. That's what a cyclist is to me. And, um, They are the scum of the earth, rivaled only by the even more advanced form of roadway jackassery. That is roller skiing. Just wait till the roller skiers invade Coeur d'Alene and then you'll then you'll really know. Well, in Raleigh, North Carolina, a homeowner has now caught a rogue cyclist committing, I would say, if not a hate crime, something that's hate crime adjacent on camera. But this is the very sort of thing we hear about in Almost every hoax hate crime of the week. Oh, someone came onto my property and burned my pride flag or burned my Black Lives Matter sign or whatever. They, they, you know, they, 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 um, (laughs) they did a, a burnout on the, on the pride crosswalk or they, um, they spray painted a swastika, whatever, whatever forms of kind of petty vandalism we've heard about. This cyclist actually did what is supposedly such a profound evil when um when uh well it's such a profound evil when it's alleged to happen to progressive victims that is even though a huge amount of those claims are fake 
This one is not. At least there's video evidence to support it. John Kane lives in Raleigh. And this week he posted a video of a cyclist antics against his Trump sign that started last weekend and extended into the week. This unknown cyclist last Saturday approached and kicked his sign, which reads Trump won, unable to apparently do any damage with his feeble cyclist foot. This cyclist returned in the early morning hours of August 15th. That's Tuesday. And he brought a lighter and he burned the sign down. Not very strong. How are his legs not strong? <laughs> you cycle all the time. I'm surprised Ooh, he moved uh, the American flag. flag. He, you think he'd want the flag to burn too? But maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't want the house to burn down. Ooh, now I'm running. <laughs> and he got the whole sign, according to these images. Um, so John Kane, the homeowner, is offering a thousand dollars as a reward for an ID on this cyclist arsonist. Tim Poole, having seen this, joined in and offered an additional five grand for identification on this guy. And then over the weekend, Benny Johnson offered another five thousand uh, dollars <laughs> to the pot. And maybe there are others. I don't know. And I on Twitter, I see a lot of people responding. People of progressive persuasion, mostly. Oh, well, that's not that serious of a crime. Well, consider the possibility first of all you guys say this is a very serious crime in any other context when it's against when it's against your politics but yeah we have to do hoax hate every week and it's always shit like this i assume that that flag that is in the video is is hanging off of a home more than likely this yeah. fire easily catches that flag on fire which easily potentially catches the home on fire he did that at about 4 in the morning between 4 and 4:30 i assume there are people in the home sleeping when he does something like this. So I guess my question for this cyclist terrorist, do you even care if the house burned down? I, I yeah. kind of have my doubts and I'm going to remember that the next time I see a pack of these terrorists on the roadway, if they'll burn down your house, why should you yield to them? You shouldn't Yeah. make them one with the ditch and bring order back to this once great country. Cyclists are the, uh, <laughs> The exception. I ditch all concepts of individual justice in the context of cyclists. <laughs> this Build is clearly the a tracks. cyclist problem. It's not political at all. Bring in more boxcars. <laughs> we need a final solution to the cyclist question. I have no doubt about that. Well, uh, I, I swear we joked about this when the story happened, but that, that soldier, that black soldier who ran into North Korea a few weeks back, yeah. There was commentary. I forget it. Maybe the champ brought it up. It's like, yeah, was he trying to escape U.S. racism? Is that what he, he ran to he North was Korea? Actually trying to escape now U.S. racism. That's what North Korea says, at least. Yeah. So you guys remember this soldier, Travis King. Um, he does. He wanted refuge in North Korea because of, quote, inhuman maltreatment and racial discrimination. So for those of you that don't remember, um, he had just finished serving military detention. I think he got in a fight. And he was being transported by the U.S. military to the airport to return back to the United States. And then instead, he left the airport and he joined a tour of the border area where he ran across, even though South Koreans and U.S. guards tried to stop him. Um, and then North Korea has come out this week to uh, a spokesman came out and said during the investigation, Travis King confessed that he had decided to come over to DPRK as he harbored ill feeling 
against inhuman maltreatment and racial discrimination within the U.S. Army. Uh, he also expressed his willingness to seek refuge in North Korea or a third country, saying he was disillusioned at the unequal American society. Like, are they gonna are they gonna dick slap him with some North Korea stuff? Because it seems like the time to do something like to get all North Korea on this guy, so that he can be like, oh wait, America was awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe they've realized that their nuclear program is a joke and it's nowhere near as powerful as uh, as as racial tensions in the U.S. If they can stir those up, they'll destroy the country much more effectively. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. I it, suppose that it's possible that this is a, a bastardization of the actual intent because it's yeah. just North Korean officials coming out and saying this. But I'm pretty sure they're telling the truth. I definitely could believe it. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's possible that they're making up as making it up as political propaganda. But could I believe that this guy's explanation for running across the border into North Korea is that he thinks U.S. racism is that bad? Yeah, that doesn't sound as preposterous to me as it should be. Well, so. joke's going to be on them because their crime rate is going to skyrocket. Hmm. <laughs> I think they have a. Well, uh, I no, I, I suppose the crime data in North Korea are just like it's like when they had zero Corona deaths. Remember that? Yeah. There's no crime ever committed in North Korea. <laughs> but if uh, it's a black American, I'm sure that they'll report that. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Um, speaking of the crime statistics, Alec Baldwin may be contributing shortly, possibly. Um it has been weeks since we discussed the Alec Baldwin rush shooting case. And that's because since we last spoke about it, uh, the new prosecution uh, team on the case, or at least when we last spoke about it, they dropped the charges against Alec Baldwin, uh, though the involuntary manslaughter charge remains for set armorer Hannah Gutierrez Reed. She had, she uh, has pleaded not guilty and her trial is scheduled to begin in December but we, I think, like most, figured that um, that, that was going to be the end for Alec Baldwin, the end of his legal jeopardy. And it probably will be. I don't want to overstate this case. But prosecutors, at least at the moment, are saying not so fast. And that's because prosecutors now have a new forensic report on what happened on the set that day in October 2021. This report says that Alec Baldwin had to have pulled the trigger for the gun to fire, contrary to what Baldwin has claimed that he didn't, of course. There was an earlier FBI analysis that concluded the same thing. Alec Baldwin must have pulled the trigger. Alec Baldwin has maintained he did not pull the trigger. He says he only released the hammer. This new report notes that the hammer on this gun would drop with only two pounds of pressure on the trigger. Plus, the report provides photos from the set showing Alec Baldwin with his finger often on or near the trigger as he was cocking the hammer. So as we have said for years at this point, what most likely happened is that Alec Baldwin cocked the gun with the trigger depressed, probably by accident. He had some kind of pressure on the trigger without realizing it. And then the hammer, when he cocked the hammer, the hammer dropped and the gun went off. Yeah. So none of that is necessarily new information, but apparently these prosecutors given new confidence in the conclusion that Baldwin pulled the trigger are considering new or updated charges for him. Special no. prosecutor Kerry Morrissey said Wednesday that new charges are being actively considered for Alec Baldwin, but a final decision has not yet been made. No elaboration on what those charges might be. Not going to happen. What do you think? I also doubt it as well, but it's it's not technically over. So we will see. <laughs> we'll 
see about that. It's not technically over for this female cop either. Somehow she survived this. But I have another entry from the the chronicles of chick cops for you. So, of course, what happens when you mix the progressive criminal justice agenda of light sentences and early releases and little or no mental health institutionalizations with the other progressive priority of gender equity on the police force? Well, what you get is a horrific attack by a repeat criminal on a woman. And in case you think that superior weaponry might equalize a female officer's chances in such circumstances, in this case, at least it did not. In Middletown, Connecticut, police detective Carly Travis responded to a noise complaint on August 12th. On scene, she found Winston Tate. Winston Tate was carrying a hammer. Tate has a criminal history dating back to 1995, including um, including two prior arrests for assaulting police officers in 2017 and 2020. Tate was released on probation after only serving a year in his latest case, In previous interactions with police, Tate has been described as manic, mentally ill, and uncooperative. So when Detective Travis arrived at the scene, she asked for Tate to uh, put down the hammer. She gave him the old Lawrence O'Donnell, stop the hammering, please. And Mm. Tate, surprisingly, refused and charged her. (laughs) And as you'll see, or at least here, even her gun is not enough to stop him. Obviously, Raja Muhan... uh, limits what I am able to show you here. Can you put that down, please? What? Can you put that down, please? Now! Call your fuck Back up, face. come up. Huh? Stop! 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 No. How horrifying. It sounds like she was getting eaten by a bear. Yeah. And somehow nobody died. How did died. she survive that? Yeah. She has, uh, obviously you could, she has, she needed stitches and she has bruising, but she is expected to recover. You can hear her firing several rounds in the video. And presumably that's what Tate is reacting to with his screams. Wow. And he did hit her or uh, she did hit him, uh, several times. She hit him with several rounds. Uh, And that was not enough to stop him. In fact, he still showed up for his own court date under his own power. So I don't know. Was he uh, drug enhanced or something? I I don't know what the circumstances were, but he's now charged with first degree assault, second degree assault, assault on a public uh, assault on public safety personnel and interfering with police. This time uh, he actually is being held in custody. The judge uh, raised his bail from $500,000 to $850,000. Upon this ruling, the increase in his bail, Tate reportedly attempted to strip off his prison clothes during the hearing. Travis, the police officer, as I mentioned, uh, is expected to recover fully. Jeez. I'm having a hard time getting having sympathy for women that do these kinds of jobs, though. Well, uh, I we need to be realistic about the situations that we're putting them into as well. If anybody thinks, a, yeah, I know they don't necessarily know who that is when they send her to go respond to that call, but that's the point. Any of those calls could be that guy, especially yeah. when you keep releasing guys like that out, out by the hundreds right. or thousands. So. Yeah. I mean, what's going to be the lesson that she learns from this? Carrie, uh, she- I don't know. She's limited by her by her female weakness. It's not she's not going to learn that. 
carry a rifle sure. at every call. <laughs> that's that's uh, the answer on that. She should retire immediately. Uh, well, who knows? I don't know what her situation is going to be. One might imagine that she uh, might uh, choose that herself after she recovers from this one. But hey, uh, speaking of shootings in a law enforcement setting, um, when IRS agent shot another IRS agent this week at a, a training event outside of Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. Why? Why are they doing it? For those of you that, that don't remember, um, they decided to hire 30,000 new IRS agents that were all going to be weapons trained. So they're doing these really suspicious weapons training exercise. And in what sounds like it was probably some kind of negligent discharge, this IRS agent, 47-year-old uh, Patrick Bauer, uh, was killed during this during this training exercise. I'm sorry. I just think this is so funny. <laughs> I will not smirk at. I mean, this sucks. Like the guys, this guy's a decades long Arizona National Guard. Fuck these people. No, I get it, though. but it's like, you know, we I used know, to kill of. tax collectors, and now they're like, "Ooh, this is an, I'm an upstanding American citizen, and I work for the IRS." It's like, all right, well, you kind of got what you deserved, didn't you? Anyway, why why are they doing this? That's what everybody's asking. Like, seriously, you're using live rounds at a training exercise for the IRS? Why? Anyway, they're not releasing like any information about the incident, but it yeah. does sound reading between the lines because it happened at a firing range and they're using live rounds like like it was a some sort of a negligent discharge situation. One would assume, uh, but they haven't even revealed who killed him as far as I'm aware. So, yeah, we would assume it was not intentional. But then again, we don't know who did it. So, oh, my God, I hope it was like a, a disabled minority female. Well, it's te- <laughs> Okay, I'm going to disavow hoping for certain demographics to be the killer. But it already happened. Right, I mean, right. shouldn't shouldn't the most politically advantageous people be responsible? I mean, I, I just think I'm it gonna, would help. That's I'm going to I'm going to stop short of hoping for political advantage in uh, in my. But it already happened. I didn't do this. Death. I didn't arm the IRS. This is on them. Fair to your point. It's entirely possible that there is a diversity component here because the IRS, like any federal agency, is very intent on diversifying its workforce. You look at photos like this and you think, how could this have possibly gone wrong? <laughs> I mean, sure, he's these these trainees and I know the full context of this. I'll get to it in a moment. But sure, these trainees are, are pointing muzzles at people and sure they're cupping the magazine like it's a sack of nuts but yep. hey even yep. if the guns are fake which as far as i understand they are um at, at, even if they were real at least they uh, they have the masks to protect themselves from uh from any accidental blood splatter from an accidental discharge and if you think that photo is silly well ask yourself um uh, how did this guy in the training get in the wheelchair in the first place. He got accidentally shot by an IRS agent too, and giving him uh, a job was the least they could do, apparently. So, yes, these photos are real. They're from uh, training sessions for college students at Stockton University in New Jersey, most recently in March. In fairness, of course, this was a simulation by the IRS. Uh, this was not a formal development program. But ironically, the first line in the story here from Stockton University, sometimes even an accountant might need a gun. Yeah, that sounds like kind of the problem here in this particular case. Um, you know, the, the, and that's that's uh, whatever happened here. That is what led to it. It's accountants with guns. And that's why one man is dead in this particular instance. 
Uh, he does leave behind a wife and four children, does 47-year-old Patrick Power. Investigators, uh, as I mentioned, still not revealed the identity of the shooter. They've not ruled out Alec Baldwin yet, though. And uh, <laughs> they also don't know if Alec Baldwin pulled the trigger or not at this time. Wouldn't so, that be a twist? That would be uh, t- entirely believable. Uh, a lot of questions remain here, though. Uh, who do, this is going to be fascinating to watch. And of course, we're going to get no answers because it's a federal investigation of a federal shooting. But who do the feds blame when the whole event is feds? It's like yeah. if the feds committed a Waco event against other feds, who do the feds blame? Are dogs allowed on this facility? We don't yet know. Dogs might be the the leading culprit of blame. Um, But but yeah, uh, what exactly was the training exercise? I think everybody would like to know. Presumably there was some sort of safety rule that was ignored or violated. What was that safety rule? Yeah. If you think that we're going to get answers to this, I'll let you know that the FBI is investigating. So, um, you know. Great. I feel so much better. The FBI is on it. And how comfortable should we be? Because, of course, when when they when this was when we've heard all these horror stories over the last years, you mentioned about an armed IRS force expanding. The response is always, Oh no, no, no. This is for like hardened criminals and mega millionaire, billionaire people. They're not going after the average American. Well, uh, how am I supposed to watch the current politics in DC and watch events like this and trust that they're not going to come to my house or your house or anybody's house like us because we, paid a dollar under and we voted the wrong way. Yeah. But when the IRS comes to raid me and I suffer a similar fate, I will take comfort in knowing it was a trans disabled wheelchair bound Muslim. And I got a very diverse death. <laughs> you know, when, when blonde dies, she says you have permission to politi- in fact, encouragement to politicize her Please. death. I give you permission and encouragement to laugh at mine, regardless what? of how it happens. No, I, I want you all sad. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, neither one of us are around to see how that pans out. I hope we die at the exact same moment in time many, many years from now. Somehow. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, you ready to talk about rigors? I'm going to have to be actually very careful because uh, Why? I just I'm worried that it's going to slip. I worry that I'm going to m- mismatch my letters. And I'm going to say the wrong word. Uh, late Monday night, of course, we'll get to okay. the rigor commentary, but let's talk about the the Georgia indictment first. Late Monday night, as expected, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis in Georgia joined the Trump prosecution party, unveiling new charges fresh off the grand jury vote. In fact, they were so fresh that the grand jury hadn't even voted yet. They leaked early. And I didn't uh, re. I looked briefly at the story, but I cut it for time. The uh, clerk at the courthouse came out and said something to the effect of the reason that it leaked early is because I was doing a practice run, something like that. She needed, even though this is a woman who files God knows how many indictments a year in a major U.S. city. She needed a practice run for this particular indictment, apparently, is the explanation. But OK, so the 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 indictment is filed and it's not just Trump, but 18 others involved in what prosecutor Willis has charged as an organized conspiracy to overthrow Georgia's 2020 election results using Georgia's broad anti racketeering law designed, of course, to go after criminal organizations. 
Trump and those other defendants have until Friday to turn themselves in in Atlanta. The terms for how that's going to happen are still under negotiation, as far as I'm aware. And just to show how firmly based in the neutral application of the law and entirely non-political this case actually is in its motives, Fannie Willis has proposed a start date for the trial. She pulled one out of the hat, drawn at random. Wow. March 4th, the day before Super Tuesday. Oh, I can't believe it. They're not even trying. Isn't it strange how it took Fannie Willis two years to investigate all the fine details of this case, like who tweeted what? But now that she's taken her time doing a thorough, scrupulous investigation, suddenly she wants lightning quick prosecution for everybody involved just in time for the election. Hurry up. Now, I discussed this case earlier in the week. Um, and I have a, a breakdown in a video of my own if you want to check that out. But there are a few things to understand here, even though this indictment reads like a joke because it describes things like Trump tweeting or lawyers reserving conference rooms for meetings as, quote unquote, overt acts in furtherance of the conspiracy. This case so far is is likely the most serious and significant legal jeopardy that Trump faces for several reasons. Number one, this racketeering law in Georgia is very broad. So things that aren't necessarily viewed as criminal themselves can be viewed as part of the broader criminal conspiracy. Now, the prosecutor Willis is still going to have to prove what that criminal conspiracy is. What is the underlying crime? In this case, it's overturning the election. But she's got a lot of latitude to include a lot of things that we don't necessarily or traditionally think of as criminal by virtue of this law. Georgia's racketeering law is also very strict in its punishment. It does mandate a five-year minimum prison sentence on a racketeering conviction. So this is probably the most realistic uh, look at prison that Trump has currently. And Georgia is one of the strictest states on pardons in the country. As a state charge in general, if Trump was convicted in this case, no president could pardon him, including himself. The Georgia governor can't pardon him if he was convicted in this case because Georgia's pardoning power lies lies with an independent pardon and parole board. In addition, by law, convicted criminals are only eligible for a pardon in Georgia five years after their sentence is complete. So a pardon is not happening in this case if Trump was convicted and sentenced. So in theory, this is the most realistic prospect that Democrats have of locking Trump up and throwing away the key. But there are some potential outs in progress. There is the possibility of moving uh, the case or cases out of uh, out of state court and to federal court. So former White House chief of uh, chief of staff Mark Meadows is one of those indicted with Trump. As his lawyers, um, they're now requesting the the removal of his case to federal court because the conduct implicated in the case was during his tenure and uh, his service, uh, part of his service as chief of staff. So in such cases, federal law provides for removal of a criminal prosecution commenced in a state court to adjudication in federal courts. Now, in theory... Trump could make this same case and attempt to make the same move. And there is reporting that he is considering or planning on doing it. There are a few considerations here, though. Uh, It won't actually change what charges are brought. It will still be prosecuted according to Georgia state law, just in a federal court setting. It would potentially change the jury pool, though. Um, Not potentially. It would change the jury pool. Mm -hmm. So instead of Fulton County, Atlanta, Strongly Democrat. 
A federal case would pull jurors from a broader federal district, the Northern District of Georgia. That would make sympathetic jurors a more realistic possibility. It would also remove the, uh, the case from the possibility of broadcast. No cameras in federal courts. If you want to watch the case, it's not happening yeah. in federal court. Yeah. This move also could work against Fannie Willis procedurally in that if it was tried in federal court, it would be under the federal rules of procedure, which presumably Fannie Willis is less familiar with, but uh, I'm not convinced that she's familiar with much of anything at all. So uh, yeah. we'll see if that would be an advantage or not. It's also no guarantee that Trump or Meadows or anybody else is actually successful in trying to make this move to federal court. The law says the case can be removed to federal court when it's about the official conduct of a federal official. But was the conduct alleged against Trump and others uh, involved with him actually official presidential action? Or was it campaign action? Or was it personal action? Um. And regardless of what happens here, in general, the removal to federal court does little to the biggest hazards in the case. The broadness of the Georgia statute, which would still apply. The mandatory minimum prison sentence, which as far as I understand would still apply because the entire thing still operates under Georgia statutes. And that's part of the Georgia statutes. And you still have the pardon problem. Just because it was yeah. tried in federal court, it would still be a state conviction. It would not be um, pardonable by the president. But it does, I think, uh, increase the the likelihood of a more friendly jury and therefore the possibility of acquittal or a hung jury or whatever else besides a conviction. And then there's the, the fact that by forcing this issue to be argued and decided, it also likely buys Trump time that is valuable. If, if the courts are back and forth considering whether this should be removed to federal court or not, that buys time. And uh, and Trump, of course, would would hope to push the case beyond the election. There's also uh, a state senator in Georgia who's proposing a special session potentially to oust Fannie Willis. Yeah, um, and I was reading about this today, and it doesn't actually sound like the basis of this is the, the Trump cases. I mean, that's why they hate her. I mean, they openly hate her because of this. But uh, this Georgia legislator, or the state senator in Georgia, this Republican, he's calling for the special session of the Georgia legislator to investigate Fannie Willis, but he's saying that he's saying that they're doing this because of the Trump indictment, and the political orientation uh, and the political motivation of Fannie Willis. But he's also pressing for a probe into her conduct due to poor conditions at the Fulton County Jail, which was investigated by the ACLU. And then this drawn out prosecutor of rapper Young Thug. So He's openly saying, like, she needs to be investigated because of her political motivations with this Trump situation. But also, we should use basically every avenue we can to try to yeah. oust her. And I think this is really smart. I think this is what we need to be doing. We need to be like, all right, well, um, this person is our political enemy. They're making things difficult for us politically. And then we need to use, just like the left, we need to use every possible way, every possible avenue to try to oust these people through conventional means. And and so I think this is great. I'm just, I was just surprised to see that like he was so open about it. Yeah, when you first described this to me, my initial reaction was, Oh, it sounds like he's trying to do what I think progressives are doing in these prosecutions, which is to say, no, this isn't about politics. It's just about the rule of law. And here's a way that she violated the rule of law in another context. But now that you no, describe no, no, it to no, me, no. He, yeah, 
he said he, to the hill yeah the legislator has this great check and balance when it comes to controlling the purse ultimately from what i've seen i think she should be completely defunded of any state dollars people in northwest georgia and yeah. georgians all don't want their tax dollars going to this type of political persecution he's referring to trump so, and then if it turns out that she's doing some corrupt things then we should absolutely impeach her so what he it sounds like he's trying to do now that i hear this uh in more detail it sounds like he's trying to potentially grab onto perhaps foolishly some sort of democrat or left-wing support if he's pulling in an aclu cause an ACLU saying, cause, look how yeah. mean she was to this rapper young thug don't you guys love young thug don't you, you love young thug <laughs> uh, yeah i i doubt that he's going to be successful in that but it's that so makes smart, more sense right. he's trying to build a broader coalition of support for this move i suppose yeah okay it's an Olympia well, tactic i like it i mean i you could make that argument you but you could also i mean there's the argument that his what he's saying may actually be true. I have not investigated those claims, but there's also the argument that if you guys want grasping at every legal straw available to oust your political enemies, you are the ones who opened this we door. Can do so that too. yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yep, totally. Which brings us to the rigor commentary. <laughs> God, uh, I knew they were going to go full retard with this. There is like some level of sincerity to the rigor commentary beyond just the silliness. Because, of course, another route Trump has in Georgia is just winning the case outright and getting acquitted. And one way to do that would be to demonstrate that there was no criminal conspiracy. Why wasn't there a criminal conspiracy? Because, theoretically, there was a valid and sincere belief that election fraud had happened. And indeed, if they're able to produce it, good evidence that it had. So on Tuesday, this is the context for the the new term. Trump posted on so, uh, Truth Social that this coming Monday, as in tomorrow the 21st, he would host a press conference to release a detailed and irrefutable report on Georgia election fraud. And Trump promised complete exoneration and included, uh, concluded rather, quote, they never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find the riggers, all caps. Uh, more on the coded racism of riggers in a moment. By Thursday, this plan to release that report was actually scrapped. Uh, the the press conference was canceled. Trump posted again that his lawyers advise that they should release this information through legal filings so the press conference is not going to happen on Monday. So what exactly is the evidence that they have? We'll have to wait and see. Perhaps they have something. Um, you know, we, we know that they've taken a lot of... Uh, They've taken a lot of cases to court and have not had success there. People who will defend those cases will say that's because the cases were dismissed on procedural grounds rather than evaluations of the of the merit. So if they have something that we haven't seen yet, maybe that's how they come out of the case is just an outright acquittal. But we'll have to see what they present. But of course, the bait was taken. And so commentators on CNN and MSNBC had to feign outrage about how racist the term rigor is. <laughs> so on CNN, former Trump communications aide, this is a former Trump person, Alyssa Farah or Farah. I'm not sure, but she said Trump wasn't just using coded racist language. He was shouting racism with a bullhorn. This segment included the additional commentary of Keith Boykin, who is a former Clinton white house aide. Trump on Truth Social yesterday wrote, quote, they never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find 
the rigors, a word that I'm not particularly familiar with, rigors. Keith Boykin, a, a Democratic political commentator, he took issue with that term. Take a listen. And he wants to find the rigors, his word, not mine, who stole the election from him. Please. With Trump, you don't need to look for a dog whistle. It's it's a bullhorn uh, when it comes to, to race. And I, I do think that's deliberate. This is in, you know, taking place just outside of Atlanta. When you saw the courtroom, it was a lot of black men and women who were serving in that courtroom. The fact that he's introducing race into this prosecution surprises me. It's disgusting. It's textbook Donald Trump, but it comes as no surprise. It surprises me, but it comes as no surprise. <laughs> Bonafide genius right there. I don't know. I mean, yeah. he he does this so that everybody talks about him. Uh, yeah. What, after this next clip, I want to talk about his level of intent, because I, I will grant their point that it's there's got to be some trolling intent there. Of course. But, but this is how this is what he does. You know, um, but uh, but yeah, for this lady, um, if Trump has been overtly and disgustingly racist and it doesn't surprise you, well, it also surprises you. Why did you work for this disgusting racist administration for over three years that lady was mike pence's vice presidential press secretary from 2017 to 2019 then she was the defense department press secretary from 2019 to 2020 then in 2020 through the election she was the white house director of strategic communications she was in charge of trump's strategic communications the same strategic communications she now says have long been racist even though for Sometime they were under her oversight. That's very odd. Anyway, uh, you know, this sort of commentary from uh, Al Sharpton is also very surprising. But when you think about it, it's it's not surprising at all that it would that sort of commentary would come from him, really. <laughs> Al Sharpton on MSNBC this week said, of course, rigor is a racist word because after all, it rhymes with, uh, well, you know what? Donald Trump himself, their leader, using the term rigors, which uh, clearly yep. rhymes with the N-word. I mean, this is not exactly. 10 years ago. Uh, is this the kind of party the Republicans want to show the country that they are? There's no wonder independents are running away from them. To identify with blatant racism and blatant violence is not the party that we need. And as, uh, I've never been a Republican, never leaned their way. But we need a two-party system. But we don't need one that prides yes, itself do. in bigotry. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny coming from him a lifelong race baiter what an asshole well i love that too listen we need a two-party system but one in which the party i don't like is completely submissive to the party that i do and but operates do like according it. to the rules that i set that's the two-party system that we need thus uh enter rigor into uh the hall of hilarious newly racist terms like jogger and all the all the rest of them uh, but according to these new rules, if we're going to enforce the rules, I think we have to be fair here. First of all, on notice for their blatant racism are actual riggers, as in guys who install and repair rigging at manufacturing plants uh, right? and other sites. Right. Got to change the name of your job. OK. Uh, also, Tigger of Winnie the Pooh <laughs> fame. Got to change his name. Disney cannot keep getting away with this. And. Just down I-90 west uh, west of me between us uh, right now, or at least, well, I guess technically, but still, you know, on I-90 between uh, uh, your usual home and where I am right now, the Montana Tech Diggers college football team in Butte must also change their name. 
it's very disrespectful to all the diggers who play on that team and have never once considered it racist until now. What about chiggers? Is that a bug? It's a nasty little bug. I don't, yeah, I don't know what chiggers are. I guess that sounds familiar. Uh, but as we, uh, well, before we move on, I did want to talk about just the level of intent. Um, I do think that, that Trump knows that if he says riggers, they'll lose their minds. And I think that's, I think there's an intent level there, but that is what makes him such an entertaining politician. It's the ability to enrage people into insanity like this while doing things that are actually completely innocent and defensible. But he's now got... The, the move here to get people to say that you can't say words that rhyme with bad words. That is truly a clinic. Uh, th- this was. There have been many entertaining Trump moves throughout all the years. I would rank riggers. Top five to me. Top five. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good one. I mean, you would agree that he he's not sitting posting that completely oblivious to the idea that rigor sounds close to, right? Like there's got to be some intent yeah. there. Yeah, totally. I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, uh, just a couple of notes on Trump politics before we take a break. Um, it is now reported that Trump, uh, according to an anonymous source, one of the famous anonymous sources speaking with the New York times, uh, Trump is not expected and does not plan to attend Wednesday night's first Republican primary debate. Instead, he will interview with Tucker. Uh, and I would assume it'll kind probably of a be mixed feelings about this. I would, I totally, get, I would love to see Trump on the stage. I think everybody would from an entertainment perspective, from the political perspective, I completely understand why you don't show up. Cause he only stands to lose. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what Tucker viewer viewership is like compared to the Fox news show. It's he's doing very well, right? I would get, especially if Trump shows up, I would guess that the Tucker interview will get more viewership than the now meaningless, effectively Republican primary debate on a Wednesday in the summer. Ah, oh, but the debate was so much fodder. It was, yeah, <sighs> I, I do want to so see much it. content to discuss. And I just, I miss the lulls of Trump on a debate stage. It'll never be as good as it was with Hillary though. And probably not, but, uh, can't rise to that level again. I think this is probably a very smart move. Whether it is the intent of those bringing the charges or it is just, uh, an incidental effect, uh, Trump, as a result of these indictments, is actually widening his lead. So new polling from CBS and YouGov shows Trump's lead um, is actually at at uh, what might be all time heights, at least for this particular election cycle among Republican voters, uh, presumably, again, driven by the the series of indictments. So the results from this particular poll published the week uh, over the weekend. 62% of likely GOP primary voters say they will support Trump. DeSantis is still way back at 16% and everybody else is in single digits. And so this is going to create when I, when I tune into the debate, I'm still going to watch for this reason. It creates an interesting strategic choice for those on the debate stage. Do you attack Trump and piss off his giant voter base while he isn't even there to defend himself with, which will just piss them off even more. Or do you leave Trump alone or maybe even defend Trump on the basis of these indictments, which raises the question, why are you even running against him then? And I think the question primarily is for Ron DeSantis, who's the only halfway realistic opposition to Trump. I know that people will say that Ramaswamy has looked pretty good in some polls. Maybe he is gaining support 
if you look at the aggregated polling. But I think realistically, DeSantis is the only one who has anything close to an opportunity to take out Trump. And I don't think his opportunity is particularly realistic at this point. But DeSantis is I think it's fair to say he's underperformed in his first months of campaigning. And I, I don't know who would argue against that. If he if he doesn't handle this well. He's got a lot of risk here, and I don't mean risk like, oh, you might lose the primary because that seems like a foregone conclusion. There's a lot of his political future that's at stake now. And as this goes on, I know there's a lot of time until the the primary, but this looks like a mistaken calculation, believing that Trump was more vulnerable than he was. The more you push this, and it might be futile to do so, the more you piss off people who would be your base in the future. Yeah. And I know a lot changes in four years, eight years, maybe people who hate Ron DeSantis now because of this come around then. But it does seem like he's, it's a big risk for him to keep pushing this hard because there's a lot of damage that can happen and very little gain. And if he, so that's what he risks if he goes on the stage and pisses off all the Trump people. But if you're not willing to separate yourself from Trump, why are you even running? And you can see the lack of, I think, a, a coherent strategy from Ron DeSantis is is having a lot of consequence. Uh, back in February, DeSantis hit a high in the aggregated polling of about 31% support. That was before he was even running formally, and Trump was all the way down in 45, 46 range. So it was plausible to see DeSantis making up that gap. In the months since, DeSantis has fallen down to below 15% aggregate support, and Trump is riding all the way up at 55 in this particular poll that we just saw 62 a lot of the support that DeSantis has lost has gone. It's it's really split between Ramaswamy and Trump. And so the question is, <laughs> is DeSantis going to get aggressive or is he just going to kind of wait? Seems like he's kind of sitting around waiting for someone else to mess up or he's waiting for Trump to go to jail or he's waiting perhaps, for. Perhaps it's a good tactic, though, because he doesn't want to. He's clearly concerned with alienating his base. Yeah. So I uh, maybe that is a good tactic. Maybe he's like, well, maybe this Trump indictment will take care of itself. And oh. I could swoop in, be a the Republican white knight for all these people. I think you got to be really careful about that, because if you read the, the polling here and you see that the more they indict, the stronger Trump becomes. What do you think happens if he goes to jail? I mean, the, yeah. people are going to be. And I mean, I don't mean the, the necessarily average voter, the independent voter. I mean, the likely Republican voter is more hardened. And that's Ron DeSantis' task number one before he even gets to the general. You got to beat Trump. And I don't I just don't see I don't have a a hatred for Ron DeSantis. I just I recognize the scenario here that the more they go after Trump, the more support Trump gets. And I I, we're six months out. But the path for DeSantis just I don't see it. I don't I don't see it. I don't see how he could possibly pull this off. But he'll try to make the case. And and I'm actually I'm very surprised by that, because back in the early part of the year, I thought, yeah, you know, I think I think some people are kind of sick of Trump. And I think maybe there might be an opportunity for another challenger. And maybe DeSantis is that guy has not panned out that way. No. So anyway, uh, I will tune in. Of course, we have our stream on Wednesday, but after our stream, I will tune in to see the excitement of the debate and see how that goes for Mr. DeSantis and the rest. Uh, but we are past the hour, which means we're due for a break. Got a few over on Rumble. Rumble. The Hillbilly Deluxe says, poor AI looks like we found his trigger. I'll be here all night. Don't forget to tip the waitress. That's right. I forgot about the word trigger. You can't say that. We're going to need a a new name for the the firing mechanism. 
<laughs> on a on a gun. Yeah, there are a lot of them. 1977. Tragically, the death toll from the Maui fire is over 100, but there's hundreds or uh, but there's hundreds still missing. Yeah. Is there a cover up going on for how bad the disaster was handled? A perfect storm of fuck ups, it seems. No, Joe Biden is going tomorrow to go sort it all out. But also no comment um, from Joe Biden. You saw that, right? Uh, yeah. Last week. Just outrageous. Just outrageous. How much money have we sent to Ukraine? Well, they're get, they're all getting seven hundred dollars in Lahaina. Or Great, whatever I'm sure that's Maui. really going to help them. I, this is just it's just such a bummer. And I don't know if you guys watch really graceful. You should check out her um, two most recent videos on Maui. They were illuminating. But I'm I'm totally convinced that this was a government orchestrated event so that they could usurp uh, land ownership in the region. Interesting. I've heard it was people multiple that- fires started at the same time, like. I've seen the video that shows it looks like downed power lines are responsible for at least part of it. Uh, but I don't know. I don't get too tinfoily on this because when you have high winds and you have power lines coming down and you have dry vegetation and winds fueling it, those fires can can fly across the landscape really fast. But what's. No, we're getting smoked out of all of these places. Hmm. Like what, what I've been seeing in North Idaho, I when I was driving to Seattle the day after this town on the way from uh, Coeur d'Alene to Seattle called Medical Lake has been totally wiped out by fires. When in your life do you remember things like this happening? You've lived in Montana for a long We've time. We've had fires as long as I've lived here. That's why I'm not too tinfoil about it. Has it been to this extent? Mm, pretty much every summer, yeah. I've only lived in Idaho for five years, but so I wonder if this is just my confirmation bias, but like, this doesn't, is this, is this a result of the environmentalism that is um, preventing extensive controlled burns uh well i do know that there are a lot of environment now as far as the environmental factors they'll insist that these are a product of climate change but the other side of it is there's 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 also been a a lack of forest management in recent years too and so so they eliminate forest management and in anticipation of blaming the obvious outcome of that which is massive forest fires on climate change so then it's still this malignant thing that the, that the government's doing. Yeah. And circumstantially, we I remember there were the fires, what was it, a couple of years ago. There was a lot of, at least the appearance of shenanigans going on on the West Coast in Oregon. It's not inconceivable. I, I just know that like fires in the summer are given for this part of the country, but that doesn't mean that like anything else, they could be used as a tool and weaponized for various purposes and all that. I, it's a pretty good cover. An arsonist, lots of arsonists. Um, are you, you uh, just a there? couple more hillbilly deluxe? Thanks for reminding me, Yakko. The top cop in Maui is the same top cop when the Las Vegas mass shooting went down. Interesting. I did hear that, and I believe that's confirmed. The incident commander in Las Vegas is the same guy or one of the same guys who's now working in Maui. A lot wow, of bad that's, luck. Uh, it's just bad. Nothing to see here. Jeez. Uh, Raymond Donovan is gay. Rumble really sucks as a live platform. It doesn't show you the timestamp. Rewinding on mobile doesn't work. Status quo now is to watch from YouTube and comment from Rumble. Anyways, Raymond Dude, is a fan. Rumble, the rewinding on on uh, mobile thing is so annoying. Hmm. Why don't why can't they fix that? I don't know. I guess uh, I guess I was not aware of the issue, but uh, I you know I understand that in in many features Rumble is is uh, a few years, if not many years, behind YouTube in their functionality, uh, but. Rumble has made a lot of progress in recent years too. And I know 
people have their disputes with Rumble. I think they've made a misstep here or there, but I think that their trajectory is so much better than YouTube's that I still want to be uh, patient and understanding. That makes their app unusable. I do understand why that would be really annoying. I never watch streams on, on mobile, so I just wasn't even aware. Yeah. Uh, let's see. JD1492, I think Matt's right. Trump knows more than he lets on. The fact that he called Pete Buttigieg Alfred E. Newman instead of a fag was brilliant in my book. That's right. I forgot about that. He did. I, you know, it, it does seem preposterous <laughs> to call Trump a subtle, a subtle man because I know that he isn't. Nothing about his personality really is subtle. Every but once in a while, though. Sometimes with things like word choice, he has uh, he knows the art of subtlety. Uh, and he knows how to take things like but. right to the edge too. And there's a, there's a subtle quality to yeah. that, right? Hottie Twerkman, last one on rumble for now, 113 years since the great fire of 1910 started the fire burned 3 million acres, mostly in North Idaho and Western Montana. Yeah. I'll have to look that one up, but oh, I yeah. It wiped out Wallace hmm. killed all the hookers. <laughs> ah, so this was a, a godly fire. <laughs> no, that all the men in the town had to fight the fire. It killed it just destroyed the town. Hmm. Yeah. All right, let's catch you up uh, with YouTube and Tippy. Ibot PN, no note. Thank you, sir, as always. Appreciate it, Ibot. Thank you. Over a billion, two hundred, a trillion, two hundred billion dollars. Holden Mulray, High Truth Seekers, looking forward to the Bible study restart next month. Acts is a fascinating book and a wise choice. Unlike the Gospels before it, or letters after it, this instructive account is singular and unique. Mm. I'll join you guys. Yeah, I look forward to it. And I look forward to seeing you there, Holden. Uh, September 15th, Friday, the Bible study resumes. I will make a more formal announcement because we don't have a time selected just yet, but uh, we will start with a couple weeks of a Genesis introduction and then we're moving into Acts. And I will remind everyone, if you can't participate in the Bible study live, it is available as a podcast to listen back to. And our Bible study leader, Robert, writes up a lesson summary every single week as a blog post as well. But more to come on that uh, around September 15th when we launch it once again. Robin D. Banks, seriously, I'm a huge fan of Gallo's humor, but I didn't mean to sound like I was insulting the guest or the dude who got shot. I'm sorry if it came across. No. I that wasn't my intent. No, I died. Uh, yeah, I th- Robin must have made some kind of joke or something. To be honest, I don't even remember the joke. Remember so it's, it it's not like yeah. I was sitting around. Oh, how dare she? Uh, I, th- that was not a thing at all. Uh, if you think that we have some. Um, some highbrow humor standards around here, I would say I you don't watch don't. the show, but I know Robin watches the show. <laughs> Robin, so. Yeah. Also said. Also, I'm so doggone tired of all these shiftless, good for nothing riggers. Riggers wax and wane. Riggers love to talk, hate to explain. Riggers don't hurry. Riggers wait until it's time to worry. It is remarkable that I got the N word. You know what the N word is? And now we're Trump has created bait like the chat would. Things that are tough to read and make you sweat your entire career. Totally. Long time, time. What's up, my riggers? I sure hope we ain't gonna be riggardly on rigger puns tonight in shit. I got all my buttons. I am not going to be niggardly. Thank you. It's going to be tough. Michael Hunter. Matt and I once made love. He shaved the inside of his thighs for me and he didn't skip leg day that week. His thighs were so buttery and smooth that it made blonde's morning sickness act up right now. Hey, I'm 18 weeks. I'm almost out of this. That was really disgusting. That's yeah. Well, the sickness persists. Is that what you're saying? You still have not moved on past the sickness. 
I can't believe it. I, I was done with this by 12 weeks with Emily, and I'm still just, I just feel like trash. This, hmm. is, this is really bad. Um, Robin D. Banks, Matt and I once made love. He had a few too many, got confused, ended up putting his length in a mayonnaise jar instead of me. Imagine his face when I told him he should have made the sandwich first. Uh, okay. <laughs> also said, four simps. Are you tired? Are you tied to bed? Erica plays softly. Blonde walks in leather Nazboy Nas Nazbol outfit and crushes your groin. Your groin is that with the spike heel pumps? Saying to the chambers with you. Is this what you wanted? This is so gross. Well, it's not. Hey, my that concern. came through twice. Raja Mohan. Ah, there you go, Robin. If you're, if you, Robin, if that, if you got an error message, send me a screenshot. There's our first example. Raja strikes again. There it is. Uh, (laughs) Come on, ground. Enjoy fish and chips with salt and... Wait, I don't understand. You, uh... Oh, vinegar. You you can't say... Yeah. I've I've never realized how dangerous the word vinegar is. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger's last name. Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) <laughs> Irish Nat, if rigor is the new slur de jour, de jour as a white man, which are am I supposed to soften when I'm singing along to my favorite election scamming plot? Yeah, I, it's true. you only soften the last one. The hard R the always one. applies to the end R. I think you get a free pass on the first R. One more, Mint 20. News right now, Afghan students being United student visas because they can't prove they intend to leave America after graduation based. Now just abolish student visas altogether. I know. Wow, it's I hadn't heard of that. I'll have to check that story out. They're being denied. Oh, okay. I, I initially read that to think they were being denied their diplomas. They're not being denied their diplomas. They just aren't being given the visas because they can't prove that they will leave. But you would think if they don't come here, then they're not going to get their diplomas because they didn't attend. Yes. But the school will probably give them Zoom classes or something anyway. Okay. Uh, um, we'll circle back. Yeah, we'll come back to your chats at the end of the stream. Much appreciated, guys. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Which means it is time to get back into the news. And we have some updates uh, with the uh, ongoing investigations into the Biden family dealings. So it is now alleged that Joe Biden was using a fake name and email address, actually multiple fake names and email addresses, to discuss his activities with Ukraine and his son Hunter during his time as vice president. And that's why this is so key, too. This is not just uh, Joe Biden hanging out in, say, 2018, 2019, when maybe he was a candidate, but he was still not a federal official. The timeline here where this applies, this is during his term as vice president of the United States. So this week, the House Oversight Committee sent a letter to the National Archives requesting unredacted emails from Biden's time, again, as vice president, that relate to Ukraine and the energy company Burisma, where Hunter, of course, served on the board and is uh, a centerpiece of this controversy. One of these emails, highlighted by committee chairman James Comer, includes a copy of Joe Biden's vice presidential schedule, so what he's doing for the day. And part of what he's doing for the day in this document is a, is a reference to a phone call that Joe Biden had with then-Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko. Now, maybe we don't think that that in itself is weird, because, of course, Joe Biden was the point man on Ukrainian foreign policy, so he would be talking to Poroshenko and other Ukrainians, especially government officials. But where this gets suspicious 
is that that official vice presidential schedule was sent to one Robert L. Peters. Robert L. Peters is a known Joe Biden uh, pseudonym. That's a tougher word than rigor. I'm just going to say alias. (laughs) Other aliases Joe Biden is known to have used are Robin Ware and um, also J.R.B. Ware, which is notably J.R.B. That's uh, Joe Biden's initials. So was he just lazy with that one or was he trying to be very obvious? I don't know. But uh, the House Oversight Committee sent a letter to the National Archives uh, to the National Archives seeking a document that indicates Joe Biden took this call with the then president of Ukraine, Poroshenko. And um, Republicans believe that this document was emailed to Biden's pseudonym, Robert L. Peters. But the committee also notes that Hunter Biden and only Hunter Biden was copied on this email to Robert L. Peters. Uh, That's very odd. So in general, the suspicion here is that Joe Biden, despite his denials that he's ever talked business with uh, his son, Hunter, that he was informing Hunter Biden about his official vice presidential duties that included discussions with Ukrainian officials relevant to the ongoing legal dispute between Burisma and Viktor Shokin, the prosecutor and the rest of the Ukrainian government, that he was just forwarding this official vice presidential business to his own private email account and Hunter Biden. Why would he possibly do this? There are maybe a few potential theories or explanations, but none of them are good. Of course, the the suspicion here is that (laughs) Joe Biden was just plain old talking business with his son, contrary to all those prior denials and using an alias to conceal it. But it's also possible there's another angle of concealment uh, and that, could potentially be whatever communication exists with this Robert L. Peters. If you're using an alias and what is, I assume to be a private email address, you can have official business discussed in a concealed way that may not be recoverable through public records requests or other forms of public inquiry. But either way, the uh, the White House has not given any explanation for why Joe Biden was using this alias email address, or in fact, several of them, while transferring an official vice presidential schedule, among other materials, or why an alias email is being used to share information about a vice presidential phone call with the Ukrainian president <laughs> with Hunter Biden and only Hunter Biden. This is incredible. This is such a projection of, of the of the Russia scandal. Uh, yeah. Which was nothing. Well, uh, they're always doing exactly what they portray Trump as doing. The Alinsky uh, If this had ha- actually I mean, happened, yeah. yeah. If this had actually happened uh, in the Trump presidency, he would he would already be in jail. Uh, Trump would be in jail for the Maui response too. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> they would, real. They would have got him for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I will try to remain open to the explanation for why this happened. Uh, they're just not. Can you even... think of a single explanation that's not unsavory? No, but at you a know minimum, who could? Or illegal? Historic press secretary Karine Jean Pierre. She would use all the power of her diverse uh, melanin-infused lesbian brain to come up with an explanation. As to why this is totally normal. And as far as I'm aware, she has not yet. Rigor, cabbage patch brain. Rigor, please. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
No, I, I, I might have missed it, but I did not see her or anybody else in the White House comment on this this week. Um, if people have seen their explanation, please send it my way because I, I was not able to <laughs> find it. You know they're never going to address this. Someone's got to ask them about this, I would I would assume, but they might do the old Maui routine. No comment. Moving on. Right. Now, speaking of uh, tough explanations on uh, behalf of Hunter, Hunter's lawyer appeared on Joe Scarborough's MSNBC show this week, and Joe actually asked him the one question that every Biden uh, family defender should be capable of answering. Let's say that there is nothing uh, actually shady at all here with the millions of dollars that Hunter was collecting around the world while his dad was vice president. And even afterward, if the case is that Hunter did nothing wrong, great. Uh, All you have to do is just explain what goods or services Hunter provided in exchange for these millions of dollars. What did he provide to these foreign interests that these foreign interests were so eager to pay for? What did they get in return? Was it bologna sandwiches? Was it snortable Parmesan cheese? What what was the product? What was the service? We don't know. And maybe the average person can't answer that question, but it's pretty telling when even Hunter Biden's own lawyer can't directly answer that question. Here is the attempt on MSNBC. What did Hunter Biden think he was getting that $7 million for? Why would he be getting paid so much money? Hunter Biden went to Georgetown University, went to Yale Law School, was on the board of directors of a bank, was on the board of directors of Amtrak, is somebody who went and worked in an international law firm. People seem to forget that this is not the person who's simply out there having people write checks for no reason. He's a capable, educated, experienced person. Now, if Congress wants to start saying, wait, does he get opportunities? because his last name is Biden, they should look to themselves. I mean, Senator Joe Manchin's wife is on a commission in West Virginia where Congress had provided an enormous amount of funds. Okay, I'm with him on the nepotism angle. I I understand that. But that is an absolutely legitimate argument for Hunter Biden. Uh, But that's what's hilarious about that argument. To me, it's like you're caught with a knife right after a murder. You're like, "Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Lots of people have committed murders, you know. Like, yeah, that's right. true. But I'm kind of interested yeah. in this murder. And if you can point me to another murder, I would also be in- interested in investigating that one. But I would not say murder's not really a big deal because everyone's doing it. Which seems uh, to be his yeah. argument there. Of course not. And he obviously doesn't have a legitimate interest in um, implicating uh, congressional members that uh, have engaged in nepotism because everything would just fall apart. So <laughs> I, I just can't imagine that he's actually interested in that. It's just deflection at this point. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and I, I have to wonder now, Hunter Biden has many impressive qualifications. I have to give it how to much him of when, that is from nepotism. Exactly. It's like, okay. How did he get the money? His name is Biden. And he, uh, weapon, yeah. he, he, he weaponized might be the wrong word, but he, um, he used the name opportunistically. Um, and that's the nature of credentials, right? You get your first major credential because of nepotism and then they accrue. They, yeah. they begin to accumulate because you have that previous credential. And that's what happened with Hunter. I see no evidence that he's ever demonstrated a, a modicum of, of competence in his entire life. He has no qualifications to do any of the stuff that he's done. Well, except for when he got into Harvard or whatever school he was talking about. And then when he got into the military, he was a lead in all of these things until like Somehow it all went haywire on a moment's notice and he did a bunch of drugs and it all fell apart. And inexplicably he is super good at hookers and crack. Though. I'll give him that. <laughs> if they just came out and said that, listen, man, 
it was for rager hooker and crack parties. I, I, I <laughs> it is what it is. I would still say yeah. makes sense. I can understand that, that nobody throws a party like Hunter Biden does. Okay. But yeah, it's weird. Like it's, it's funny. It's like if I have a guy come over to my house and um, invoice me for services he has performed, let's say he's a plumber or let's say he uh, oh. make whatever joke you want above board services. I'm, okay. I'm talking about legitimate home improvement oh, okay. um, on the invoice that he gives me. He, he usually describes, uh, you know, I, I fixed this leaky pipe. Or I, I did whatever, you know, again, make whatever pun you want. He You're does not really walking right into this. He one. does I not. I probably shouldn't have used the, the plumber example, given all the pipe metaphors and stuff. But OK, <laughs> uh, how about the 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 roofer fixes my roof? And uh, on the invoice, he says, hey, I found some uh, issues X, Y and Z and I fixed them and I did this and that. And that's what the invoice says. It does not say I went to this elite roofing school and uh, yeah. that's why you owe me. Ten thousand dollars. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's such an illegitimate argument, but that's Weird. fine. I mean, this works for leftists and they're stupid. So. Well, um, <sighs> can you believe this was interesting too? As reported by the New York Times this week, the uh, the ill-fated Hunter Biden plea agreement that was characterized, I think, correctly so, as a sweetheart deal with the DOJ until it all fell apart in court last month, as we discussed. That was the deal where where Hunter was only going to get two misdemeanors for not paying his taxes and a deferral on that felony gun charge. That that deal was apparently the harsher iteration. The sweetheart deal that fell apart was the harsher option for the DOJ's consideration. According to the New York Times, Hunter would have got away with it if it wasn't for those meddling IRS whistleblowers. (laughs) According to this New York Times investigation, the DOJ had planned to let Hunter off the hook entirely, as in no charges at all. Until those two IRS whistleblowers came forward to expose the irregularities with this investigation. The Times reports in part, quote, earlier this year, the Times found Mr. Weiss, of course, the prosecutor, David Weiss, appeared willing to forego any prosecution of Mr. Biden at all. And his office came close to agreeing to end the investigation without requiring a guilty plea on any charges. But the correspondence reveals that his position relayed through his staff changed in the spring around the time a pair of IRS officials on the case accused the justice department of hamstringing the investigation. Mr. Weiss suddenly demanded that Mr. Biden plead guilty to committing tax offenses. This report also reveals that ironically Biden's legal team wants these IRS whistleblowers prosecuted. The story reads quote, while Mr. Biden's legal team agrees that the IRS agents affected the deal, his lawyers have contended to the Justice Department that by disclosing details about the investigation to Congress, they broke the law and should be prosecuted. Which is very interesting because throughout his presidency, Joe Biden has publicly advertised his support for whistleblower protection laws, including his support last fall for the Whistleblower Protection Improvement Act of 2021 so please blow the whistle more and more just not on me if you do it on me you go to jail that's where we stand on all of this I, they were gonna come out with a straight face and say hunter's a good boy who did nothing wrong moving yeah on. they were gonna do that i can't Could- believe that they're gonna stand behind him they should have thrown him under the bus like day one but i guess it, it, it biden so inextricably linked to all of his his uh you know misdeeds that I don't think they could do that. We might get some bus throwing. Who knows? Uh, the, uh, the investigation in Congress continues as this stands. And 
as far as what comes next, as we discussed last week, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed Prosecutor David Weiss as special counsel overseeing the case now. Uh, last week, David Weiss says it is possible that the Hunter case goes to trial now. So we're supposed to believe that the guy who, as of a few weeks or months ago, wanted to let Hunter go entirely, then decided, OK, a little bit of just a couple tax misdemeanors. Then that fell apart because a judge actually caught it with her eagle eye. Now he's had a total change of heart and says, nope, we're throwing the books at this man. We're going after him. We're going to get him. We're going to bring it to trial. Uh, all on a completely undefined timeline, now more shielded from any congressional investigation, by the way. So, yes, I'm sure all of this is designed to put Hunter in prison and not drag the process out to run out the clock before the election. I think um, I forgot to note it in the notes here. My understanding is I think the parties had. Uh, well, I don't know how this is going to work out, actually, because in the former case, the, the deal fell apart and then the judge gave the parties like a month to come together on a new deal. I guess the special counsel stuff, does that just kind of trash that entire order from the judge? Do we just start from square one? I guess I'm confused about how this works procedurally. But in any case, you're not going to see Hunter Biden at trial anytime soon. I'll believe that when I see it. I think you're probably right that it, it trumps them. I would assume it's kind of starting over. But anyway, I, I that's another case where I wish there were cameras in the courtroom. I want to tune in and watch the Hunter Biden trial. <laughs> Don't we okay. have a, a trio of hopes hate again? They're the, the only one that I believe is a full on hoax, as in the hate itself is not real. Well, no, that's not true. The third one. These are all, I don't know if I would call them hoax hate crimes, but, you know, anything that's loosely related to the bit is part of the bit. So, you know how it goes. It's it's that time. And now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. Headline CBS Minneapolis Nudie Land Mass shooting survivors say Queer phobic interaction Preceded deadly violence Now there are all sorts Of oddities about this case First of all what is nudie land I would have guessed some sort of uh, Strip club But no uh, Not at least not formally uh, There might be stripping events at this venue But it is not formally a strip club it is actually a DIY punk rock venue, a place where area punk rock bands play shows. And it's not actually a formal music venue either. It's not like a theater or an arena. It's really just a shitty rundown house in the south of the city. Right. And, and Nudie Land isn't just a DIY punk rock venue either. It is actually also um, it's, it's a place specifically for trans and queer folk as they like to advertise um it, it's a it's a the the story in uh, npr news here reads diy punk and nudie land in particular have have become an inclusive space for queer and trans people because of its culture of acceptance so the punk scene has become queer and trans and nudie land has embraced being queer and trans friendly at this particular venue so uh at this house on the evening of friday august 11th there was a, a punk rock show and it ended somehow in a mass shooting as in one dead and six injured 
And this uh, local CBS reporting. Oh, just wait. This local CBS reporting says there were six shot or seven shot total. So one dead and then six um, shots. So the injuries, when they say six injured, it's not like, oh, people were running away and someone got trampled. Six other people shot. were shot. Gunshot wounds. Uh, those who survived the incident tell a local reporter they have no doubt that queer phobia caused this hate crime mass shooting but their description of why the shooter or shooters were there is uh, awfully odd. Mike Wilson and Felix Jardine are members of two bands playing at a DIY punk venue called Nudieland last Friday. They had wrapped up their shows and were socializing when they heard gunshots. August Golden didn't survive. And they were just such a bright light in everyone's lives. It's a terrible thing. Aaron Dively and Quinn McClurg were also there. I mean, for a lot of like, you know, punks and people who are like queer or trans or within that community, it's just like a very safe space. A spokesperson telling me investigators are developing strong leads and that quote, an interaction at the event escalated to a point where shots were fired. Every witness I spoke with believes that interaction was queer phobic. Two young men came in, started hitting on people um, that were not open to being hit on. And after being reprimanded and told to like step down, they grew increasingly violent and did what they did. Doesn't sound queer phobic at all to me. <laughs> Sounds queer philic. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Uh, so a, a queer or or a queer or transphobic shooter, they're saying, went into this queer and trans venue and hit on queer and trans people. Apparently, then got rejected and shot the place up. That's the story that we just heard. I guess I'm left to believe that this person was not queer or transphobic when they entered and then became queer or transphobic upon rejection by the queer or trans community. I don't know. I, do you have any other interpretation of what they possibly mean by that? It's sudden onset uh, queer phobia. Queer philia no, turned no. queer phobia, to your point. Yeah, I'm sick of them classifying crimes like this. Like Jeffrey Dahmer, those weren't hate crimes against the gay community. Uh, he himself was a homosexual. I don't know the details of what exactly he enjoyed. <laughs> I've not seen the Netflix show, but I know that there's... It's um, truly disturbing. All right. Yeah, I gather there's some uh, some gay stuff involved. Um, I just can't I just can't reconcile somebody being part of this community. And then being being classified as as queer phobic. It seems like that's what they're saying, though. So I, I that's have definitely to... what they're saying. It's outright what they said. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. Okay. Some other notes about the story. Um, so we have these witnesses. These are just two of them, but there are others described. They saw the interaction that led up to the shooting. Why are they not describing the shooter or shooters? According to investigators, two people fled the scene. You guys saw who had the argument and who the shooter was. Who is that? And I know you might not know the identity, but what did this person look like? That yeah. leads me to believe there's got to be some sort of um, protected Minority component demographic yeah. in play. That it was not some, uh, you know, MAGA hat wearing Trumper man who showed up at this event and had his way with uh, his queer and trans hatred. As always, uh, I think we're getting all of the information right now. Oh, so of course. Just make a, yeah. Now. Uh, I sent this to a friend in the Minneapolis area 
And he tells me this location is very near the largest homeless camp in Minnesota, which is right off the light rail. And so we were uh, we were wondering if this was possibly hobo on homo violence. <laughs> Could it have been? Please. <laughs> hobo on homo violence. Police so far have made I like it. no arrests. What a terrible place to be homeless. Oh, my God. Uh, well, I'm surprised they survived the winters. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, maybe they have plenty of shelters to work with, but uh, there's nice. there's not a lot of cold like upper Midwest cold, man. Mountain cold is not as cold as upper Midwest cold. OK, uh, this story, um, like I was saying, I'm not alleging this is a hoax of some kind like some lady got killed this much. We know. But yeah, it's just oh, it was because of the rainbow flags. Some guys like fuck your rainbow flags and he killed her. As simple as that. Case closed. Yes. Okay, so this is a fatal shooting that happened on Friday in Lake Arrowhead, California. Um, What law enforcement is saying is that the suspect shot the owner, Lori Carlton, because he didn't like the rainbow flag outside of her store. Uh, They're calling this a hate crime, and they are... He he was shot uh, after... In pursuit. But his identity hasn't been released yet. Suspicious... And uh, I don't know how they know for sure that this was some sort of dispute over the pride flag. So I think this is from The Guardian, but um, an LGBTQ plus group in nearby Lake Arrowhead said Carlton did not identify as a member, but spent time helping and advocating for everyone. She was defending her pride flags placed in front of her shop on the night of the shooting, the group said. Now, what does that mean? I think that that wording is interesting. Uh, was she being harassed by a crazy guy and she was out there getting into an altercation about about the pride flags or about her storefront or whatever? Uh, apparently, there had been some situation where uh, they had been torn down before and she had put them back up. So maybe there's clearly just- a lot of them. You can see this photo in TMZ. Like it was yeah. not like she one day was was dabbling with the idea of putting up a pride flag and some frequent patron of the store suddenly became enraged or something like that. But as always, since the identity of the shooter hasn't been revealed and this happened two days ago and he's dead. Yeah. uh, I have to think that there are some shenanigans and this is probably a crazy black guy. That's possible. It's possible. There is like they're interested. There's a particular demographic in play here that they're interested in protecting. Once again, to your point on Mm -hmm. what the evidence for homophobia or queer phobia, whatever phobia you want in this case, what that evidence is, you go to the sheriff's department statement and all it says is through further investigation, detectives learned the suspect made several disparaging remarks about a rainbow flag outside the store. What okay. the fuck does that mean? Is that video footage? If so, could I see it? Is that witness testimony? If so, who's that witness? Um, and you know that you didn't hear it from the suspect because he was shot uh, immediately uh, after the shooting. Yeah, the the victim, they found her with a gunshot wound. She died at the scene. De- died at the scene, yeah. The guy ran away. They killed him because they they said it became a lethal force incident as soon as they confronted him. So who's this guy? And, and how do we know that the pride flag... For all we know, to your point, let's say that... Uh, I mean... The pride, the pride stuff could have been entirely irre- It could have just been simple theft. Like I'm grabbing stuff off your storefront and she went out there and tried to stop him. And it led to a fight and he shot her. It had literally nothing to do with the pride. Flag. Nothing to do with it. Right. It happened in the vicinity of many pride flags. 
But so far, I think that they're making major suppositions for the purpose of gaining political clout is the obvious answer here. Yeah, I guess. Um, And I I don't know if the results of this investigation are going to become public. Of course, there's no matter of justice to settle here because there's nobody to prosecute because the guy's dead. So from from like a a prosecution investigation standpoint, that's not going to happen. It's just will the the public get to know what happened from the uh, police incident investigation, I guess. But. I don't buy it. Something about here, something about the story as presented doesn't make a lot of sense. But uh, in both cases, I look, apparently what happened is the guy from Minnesota, the Trump supporter, a queer phobic man fled all the way to Southern California where he saw another rainbow flag and became enraged. And that's where he met his, his end. Right. Yep. We still don't know who he is. Mm. This, uh, <laughs> At the Wisconsin State Fair in West Allis earlier this month, there was outrage after a cow from Dodge County won a competition while using a racial slur name. We're walking through the um, dairy barn, um, enjoying ourselves. And he enjoys himself in the dairy came barn. came across the sure. nameplate and was kind of taken back. He snapped a photo showing the cow had a racially offensive term for a name. The cow's name has been changed in the online listing of awards from the offensive name now to puzzle, an acknowledgement of the controversy sparked by the racially offensive name. Disgusting, you know, um, definitely something people shouldn't be using and, and shame on the state fair. They got a statement from the family, the Hildebrandt family in Dodge County. They said, quote, we want to extend our sincere apologies to the black community. We now recognize it reads here that use of this word is unacceptable and harmful. They went on to say they immediately changed the cow's name upon the learning of the meaning of this term, they said, and are committed to educating themselves further. Okay. So I gather you, do you know the slur? You've probably It has to be Jigaboo. And I'm sympathetic (laughs) to the family that did this because we have had this dispute on the show multiple times. Is it a slur? Whether or not not Jigaboo is a racial slur. Uh, Verdict is in that it is, but it's not common knowledge. It's not like the N-word, you know? If you listen to the full news report, that fat guy who complained about it said it is like the N-word, but maybe a tier below. I'm thinking, that come guy's on, just dude. trying to develop a sexual strategy because he's obese and has curly hair. It's like he's got to figure something out, right? <laughs> uh, guaranteed, this family with Jigaboo the cow did not even realize that Jigaboo is a racial slur. You can tell by that groveling apology. If they had intended to troll and see if they could get a racial slur through, first of all, they might have gone all the way and used the N-word, just gone balls out. But... They they wouldn't have uh, doubled. They wouldn't have apologized. They would have doubled down. And I'm disappointed that they didn't because they missed the obvious response. Okay, we've changed the name. The name is now Jigamoo the cow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is funny. Jigamoo. <laughs> what they a missed done opportunity. Rigas and Jigamoo. Just take it. these jokes to the next to the next <sighs> level. Anyway, uh, I, I don't know. I, now the cow, now the cow's name is Puzzle, and uh, we'll wait to lamer. find out how that is a bigotry as well. Mm. Uh, okay, anything else about Jigaboo the cow or any any of these stories before we move into the movie review? Let's do it. All right. 
Oh, no. Pretty good. Oh, no. That's my rating. How oh, about so the, you gave it a four out of five. How about the movie intro? I'll do better next time. Oh. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. Now this week's movie is the 1990... I even typed it in here wrong. 1997, not 1998, 1997 Carl Sagan sci-fi novel adaptation Contact in which <coughs> a spinster scientist listens to the sky until it talks back to her and she learns harsh lessons about God, faith, and purpose as she uses alien technology to find her AI dad on a beach in space, Florida. From movie picker J.G. Henry... It's a complicated plot, but it checks out with all the talk in the news about visiting aliens. I thought uh, a movie that takes the position that aliens are benevolent and just want to be friends is a good contrast to just about every other movie that has aliens wanting to kill us all. This is a unique underrated movie that has a good cast and is entertaining. We also have uh, the AI art for the week from listener uh, from listeners, Jamie and Jeannie and, uh, I don't, which one of us is more insulted in this depiction? I look like Chad yeah, Kroger from Nickelback, the front man. And, um, and actually you look fine, but for your weird lazy eye on my the left. eye. Yeah. And, um, I pointed that out to Jamie and Jeannie and they said, uh, they fixed it. And then they said, no, we like the lazy eye version funnier. So stick with that. please. <laughs> I like it. So I left the lazy eye. Okay. Uh, as always Maybe. your review and your rating, even though I've spoiled my own. I know four to five. Um, Okay, I get why people like this movie. I remember seeing it way back in the day. Uh, there was, I, I was texting your wife when I was like an hour into the movie. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to hate this. Um, there was a fair amount of feminist and anti-Christian propaganda initially. So I was, I was complaining to her about that. Mm-hmm. But then in like a wonderful turn of events, Matthew McConaughey red pills this obvious lesbian Jodie Foster with his dick. <laughs> And positive developments around her atheism and scientism. Speaking Um, of text to my wife, are you going to disclose what was unrealistic (laughs) about that portrayal? You can. I don't remember what I said. You said something like this movie sucks. There's no way Matthew McConaughey would would bang this dyke. Something like that. There's just no way. Yeah. And, you know, that is something that really bothers me in film. Like actors are supposed to be good looking and, and have like sexual charisma. So when I see two people that are supposed to be banging and one of them is like an old lesbian and the other is Matthew McConaughey in his prime, I'm like, there's no way these people are bumping uglies. I don't believe it for a second. We just looked it up. She's eight years older than he is. My wife is like, why is she dressed like Adam Sandler? This is ridiculous. Come on. Can't they like actually. And I, I sorry, I don't mean to interrupt your review. The last the last thing I wanted to say, though, when they did her up at the the event that they went to, that formal event. I was that, like, eh. Okay, but for her, that's pretty good. They they yeah. could have made her plausible. Instead, they dressed her like Adam Sandler. Anyway. No, and I, and she was only really good in Taxi Driver. I've always thought Jodie Foster was kind of a shite actress, like with her like twitchy face. Like there's this scene when she's in the um, the spaceship, and it's like her facial expressions are so frenetic. I'm like, All right, if I can get it. Um, her her acting was just accostingly bad, and and then this chemistry thing was was really distracting to me. And it was about 40 minutes too long. I don't know. They just, uh, however, I did appreciate these themes of, of 
you not not being able to discount God and um, and just accepting that some phenomenon in the universe are unexplained. Uh, I I liked that, you know. And then she really got got dick slapped, like all of her feminism just dis dissipated, you know. And and I really like that too. So I see why the the reviewer picked this, and I see why people like this movie. But because of what I mentioned, I gave it a three out of five. Yeah, we're in. A, we have a similar perspective on this because the first hour or so, I was. I hated her character. And actually I, were you just like, what? I really yeah. hate her character throughout, but I was able to see that I'm maybe hate is too strong of a word, but you're supposed to see the flaws in her perspective or the flaws in her right, character right. and how those come to be challenged. And that made for a much more pleasant closing experience than I was giving uh, this movie credit for in the beginning. So okay. the things I appreciated is fundamentally, she does take a journey to faith. And it might not be the traditional faith in God that we think about, but she goes from a person who's kind of sneeringly dismissive about religion and faith to being sneeringly dismissed before that congressional committee because she believes in her experience by her own description really as a matter of faith. And I know they introduced that plot point where there was footage from inside her vessel that showed it was 18 hours of static, which was some evidence in support of what she had said to say. But frankly, like from her own perspective, as far as she's aware at the time, I know this to be true, but I can't give you conclusive evidence for right. it. Yeah. And it was a really great path to that perspective that I really appreciated. And when you think about it, there are things like that that we all believe. Things that we all understand to be true, even if we can't completely explain them or provide conclusive evidence for them. And the best demonstration of that in this movie was the exchange between Palmer, uh, Matthew McConaughey's character and, and Ellie Jodie Foster's character when they're at that formal event and they're outside on the balcony or wherever it is talking about the concept of the conflict, the seeming conflict between God and religion. And she says something to the effect of, well, I only believe in things that you can prove things that have, tangible evidence and he says okay well did you love your father she says well yeah of course and he says prove it and she's kind of speechless for a moment because of course she loved her dad and she has that experience to know that that's true but if, if someone asks you to prove it how do you really do that and there are all kinds of these moral concepts that we hold to be true in the same way. It's not just, did you love your dad? It's things like you love your family in general, of course, but murder is wrong. Like someone says, right. prove to me that murder is wrong. Okay. I mean, that's, that's not really a scientific question per se. You're still going to say it is, but on what basis do you say that life yeah. has value? That's not really a scientific question. You're still, most people are going to say that it does prove it. How do you do that? And the, the, the reason that that's difficult to explain through a scientific lens is because science is really an amoral concept. These are moral questions. Science doesn't really have an explanation for that. Science is a tool to help us explain how the world is, but it doesn't really have utility for explaining what should be or what is good or what is bad. Right. right. And that's what Palmer's character is so great about, um, illustrating these concepts and really demonstrating that these things aren't really in, they're not a conflict thing. Like science is a tool to understand certain things about the world, but it's not, it doesn't help you explain every single thing in particular. It doesn't help you explain what a good, fulfilled, happy, purpose-driven life actually is. 
He has this great question fundamentally about whether technology makes us happier. I think certainly not inherently. I mean, that quote from his on Larry King's show in the movie about, or just his skepticism that technology makes us happier, that aged incredibly well for being 30 or so years old. You can see that play out in the polling data. Americans by polling data say they are less happy now than in prior decades, in prior eras. Even as our times have become more scientific, not less, and we've gained new technologies. Over that same period of time, American faith in God has declined. I don't know if one is the cause of the other, but there's no doubt that there's a correlation between lack of or declining faith in God and overall unhappiness or declining happiness. And so... um, this is not, I liked what he had to say too. I'm not making a point that's anti-technology. I'm doing an internet stream right now. Obviously I love technology, but you have to view technology as the tool that it is. It's a tool that can be used for good or evil. Uh, And if you don't qualify technology with a proper moral framework, yeah, it can do all kinds of bad stuff. Just like it's a hammer in the hand of that crazy guy going after that chick cop. A hammer can build a house or it can attack a person and kill someone. It's up to us to have the moral clarity to make sure the technology is used in the right way. I'm surprised he didn't mention it, but man, the Uncle A cameo that was. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I'm like, they, that was the other thing. I was like, they had to bring Hitler into this. <laughs> but didn't you kind of like how Hitler was brought into it? First of all, props to the superior German technology. It went all the way to Vega, and uh, and came back. And it, just the the reveal because you're wondering what is this crazy message? What's it going to be? And then it's kind of this obscured swastika and you think is that am i looking at a swastika here and then it comes out more oh my god it's a hitler speech and i it's just interesting to think too like today if this really happened if we got a transmission back from an unknown outer space source and it was revealed to be a hitler speech how much of of the world would be or at least how much of our country would be fascinated with the idea of how did this message get to space and back and how much of society would be talking about how the aliens are Nazis and clearly they're hateful bigots and uh, the aliens committed the first intergalactic hate crime and all that. Everybody, everybody would say that. Now, as far as what I didn't like, I mean, I, again, I understand that I, I'm supposed to find flaws in Ellie. I still find her to be completely insufferable in her perspective and her temperament. She's emotionally unstable Everything about the lesbianism. She hates guns. Get those rifles out of here. Get she, those rifles out of here. Yeah. Woman explains the science to people who will probably understand the concepts better than than she does. She's an atheist. She's a nihilist. I, I hate that she wants she wants to trust the aliens by default. Well, how do you know that the aliens are mean? They might be really, really nice and cool aliens, even though they sent us. You should Hitler be worried about it. Okay. And then she has to self righteously interrupt people who disagree. She is terrible. I I was hoping that she would die on that trip to space. She didn't. I want to see her scream into the very godless space void that she insists is reality, but we didn't get that. But but as I've mentioned, as the movie progressed, you, you realize, okay, no, I'm supposed to see her as a flawed character. Kind of like, in that sense, she's sort of like Joffrey in Game of Thrones or something, where hating her kind of is demonstration of a character well-written and well-performed because you're supposed to hate that person. Yeah. But I, I, I think I hated her more than the movie intends for me to hate her. She's still supposed to be like redeemed through Matthew McConaughey and they're supposed mm-hmm. to have this nice life. And now she teaches other people's kids at the, at the satellite collection in the desert or whatever that is. I, 
no, I, I, uh, well, as I wrote in, in the review, hopefully she shuts the hell up and lets Palmer make good use of the last egg or two. She has collecting cobwebs in her womb attic. I hope Whoa. that's, <laughs> I Whoa. hope that's how this ends. Harsh, but true. Okay. So I just, I feel like I hated her even more than I was supposed to. So that reduced my enjoyment a little bit. I actually am disappointed in Palmer too, because Palmer had this great moment where he challenged Ellie at the selection committee saying, Dr. Airway, do you believe in God or not? And she's forced to kind of stammer through an admission that she does not in fact believe in God. And that is what keeps her off the original crew to go into space on this alien spaceship. And you think, my God, this guy, this guy showed such discipline because he's showing that even love itself ought to be secondary to moral conviction. Are you doing all right? Yeah, so pregnancy stuff. Proceed. You think he's doing this for a moral purpose. It's like, all right, I love this woman, but I love God more. And I will not betray God, so that's why I had to out her in this way. And then he has to ruin it later by being like, oh, I know I said all that stuff about God, but actually I just really didn't want you to go, so it was really about you. Boo! Oh, no. Boo! Stop being a fag, dude. Yeah, dude, come Although on. Although he's a fag and she's a lesbian, so maybe they were, <laughs> you know, perfect to live a life of, of secret gayness together. All right. And last point, I know this is really minor and people who love this movie will tell me it's ticky tack and you're probably right. The intro is way too. I don't need to watch like three minutes of look how big space is. Space is really, really big. There are lots of planets and lots of stars and lots of systems and lots of galaxies. And look, it's in well, it's her not eye. Just that. What, what was the runtime of this bitch? It, that movie it's, was like. It's two and a half long, plus hours, and there are just opportunities to cut things out. I don't need to see it three was two or four, and a half hours. Yeah, I don't need to see three or four minutes of how big space is to get it. I know it's big. Anyway. Two and a half hours. The movie was an hour too long. But as you know, this movie had me thinking about a lot of big concepts. And so even though I hated the protagonist, I still gave it a respectable four wiki rating because I think it has a lot of important themes and a lot of important concepts. To that consider. is indefensible it's one above you and i think it's i think it's one i would enjoy on a second view more knowing the trajectory of that character because i wouldn't my hatred for her would be less harsh at the start anyway uh as far as the audience reaction in the early vote yeah, people are giving it the mid rating. Over a third of people giving it the uh, three, and maybe okay, another okay. third giving it the four, and some people giving it a one. So this is not a universally <laughs> loved movie, but uh, you know, it's, uh, people are right about where we are. Silverado is uh, up next. I don't know anything about this movie. I don't know anything about this. Kevin thing. Costner's in it, and it's a 1985 western. And I watched the trailer, and it seemed like it was supposed to be sort of funny, but maybe I'm misreading. Okay, that it. might it's, be a nice change. I don't know if it's a drama or if it's comedy or both, but uh, we'll check that out this week. And then we have a fresh list of nominations from uh, The House Always Wins. Of course, we thank listener J.G. Henry for his August nominations. Now we have September nominations from listener The House Always Wins. Fresh list of nominations includes Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World, Spaceballs, Hot Shots, Dune, the 2021 version, Fury, the Dark Knight, The Day After Tomorrow, and The Hunt for Red October. Oh, wow. Or okay. 
Of course, you can reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top rated movie instead. And as I mentioned last week, but just in case you missed last week and you're looking to vote uh, for the next movie this week, um, if you go to the poll in the review where you always find it, people have been having difficulty where they, they try to vote for the next movie and the system tells them that they've already voted when they haven't already voted. If that happens to you, 99% chance you're trying to vote on an Apple mobile device. And there's some kind of conflict with the IP check on the polling system and Apple's uh, operating system. So if, if, they, if you get that error and you're on an iPhone, iPad, whatever Apple mobile device, Try voting on a laptop or a desktop computer and uh, the error should go away for you. And I'm in contact with the polling company to see if we can get that fixed. But for now, on that, that note, is... I've made it two and a half hours and I'm going to pee my pants. Out. Okay. Well, I will get into the, uh, into the chats and then we'll resume when you come back. Okay. Uh, speaking of, let's head on over to rumble. Well, this is ill timed, but I will, uh, Oh, actually, thank you, Conservacock. Appreciate it. Um, JD1492 says, you both you both think punk has been taken over by the libertine progressive Borg. I always thought the clean-cut, clean-shaven, sharp-dressed, groiper aesthetic would be a fresh take on punk thoughts. Um, yeah, well, it is interesting that, like, uh, all the tenets of the punk, the quote-unquote punk community these days would be embraced by uh, DC political elite, uh, corporate elite, Hollywood, like all the cultural and power centers of the country would be on board with what is the quote unquote punk message, which was always supposed to be anti-establishment. But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it, like everything else, it seems that that genre has been corrupted. Link to the future says Matt and I once made love with much vigor. Oh my God. Okay. I see where you're going here. Let me be careful with much vigor. I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to clean this up a little bit. I treated him like a chigger. <laughs> he, uh, oh man, you, you really went hard. <laughs> That's a poor choice of words. You really went tough on this one. Uh, he was done like he was on a hair trigger. I called him a gold digger while his pockets grew bigger Try not to snigger. Uh, that that one was very dangerous, but uh, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to clean it he up a little the bit. the N-word. But uh, my mom and dad listened to this show. You know, gotta, I got to give something of a, a professional presentation. Okay. Uh, let's see. Well, now that Blonde's here, we can move back over to YouTube and um, and Tippy. Oh, she needs a second. Okay, I, I have this one chat for her. Okay, there we go. I have one chat for you that uh, I'm going to break the rules to to read because I already referenced it and because it's a compliment for you. Blonde is a bombshell. God bless you too. <laughs> oh, I'm so fat and gross. I hate being pregnant. Uh, thank you, Conservacock. Okay. Um, I'll take what I get. Thank you. Forgot exactly where we left off on YouTube and Tippy. I know we did the vinegar one. Let's um, see. I think Mi- we're on 1983 oh, yeah. Bantam. Two, I think we left off with Mint, right? The Afghan students? Yes. Two. Um, this is 1983 Bantam. Watching your show from the hospital uh, after I suffered a serious leg injury that may end up permanently affecting my height. Treatment options include metal braces and a treatment called knee. 
grow. Thank you for that uh, necessary pause. I was wondering where this severe leg injury angle was going. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jonathan Prezios, trans at the grocery store because women can't do that stuff. No, some of them were female to male. Um, oh, uh, oh, 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 I see. Uh, yeah, the ones at the store that I'm aware of, uh, they are male to female. In fact, exclusively, I think. Uh, I did see, okay. I know this is, um, this is, uh, w- this is not one that we would normally read, but it is a reference from, uh, two dogs, Mike D. Thanks for supporting the show. The reason I bring it up is because he referenced that the, um, the cyclist in this, uh, this arsonist cyclist had a distinctive tattoo on the inside of his right forearm. I forgot to mention oh. that in the story. It's like a teddy bear face or something of that kind of shape. Come on, we can't find this guy. So. Um, seriously speaking, I, I, I put that in my notes. I just forgot to mention it. If you're in the Raleigh area, that's a very distinctive tattoo. In fact, while, while you continue to read, let me get that back up on the screen. I got to find the link, but, uh, this guy, given that tattoo should not actually be very hard to find. So I appreciate the reminder that he does have that tattoo. No, 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 no. Drew McTeague. Did you know that contact was based on a book by Carl Sagan? His contributions to science were far better than his contributions to science fiction. I don't know anything about him. Do you? He was uh, like he was uh, an astronomer guy or didn't he have some kind of like TV show or he was sort of one of these celebrity scientists even before the Bill Nye era and even before the like Neil deGrasse Tyson these days. Uh, but he was into space, you know, and, and life life in outer space and the cosmos and all that. That was Carl Sagan's bit, but I don't know much about him. I've never read anything by him. This is probably a contact. He didn't do the script, but it was based okay. on his novel. So that's like the closest I've, I've probably come to his work is, is this movie, even though it's indirect. Um, oh, I see. I see this, uh, tattoo is what I was talking about. You can see it's like a, it looks like a teddy bear face or something inside right forearm. If you're in the Raleigh area, that would be the distinct marker on this guy. Okay. Get him. AP, why do so many women, uh, so many people of America's trans community work in grocery stores who in their right mind would hire them? I think it's because organic food is famously leftist. But that's true. I've noticed that as well. Uh, yeah, I, oh. I thought, I just thought it was a weird thing about the grocery store that my wife used to work at. Now I'm, now I'm no, intrigued because this is yeah. uh this is a trend. Coeur d'Alene's one tranny works at our grocery store. The one. Well, give it, give it a few years. There'll be dozens more. Andrew Guardian. Do either of y'all have Hulu? I just rewatched Justified on Hulu and it's been flooded with ads for grids, medicines. It's weird and annoying. Maybe it's too badger folks into paying for Hulu without ads. I never watch anything on Hulu. I don't have a subscription and I don't even watch the free version. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched anything on it. Uh, I do, but I don't know. I don't know. I I need like a new show that I actually can get into. We, Um, uh, I, I'm, you know, I do have some subscriptions that I think I should cancel, but haven't been able to namely Netflix. Um, we were watching the, the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp documentary. Three Is it parts. Good? I mean, if you saw the trial, there's not a lot new in there. And my wife watched the trial really closely, much closer than I did. But it's I mean, there's some there's some comedy in there, especially because they were able to put when you watch the trial, the testimony of, of Depp and Heard, they happened like weeks apart. 
So you can't you can't really see it unless you do the the splicing yourself. Like their own commentary about the same events side by side. Yeah, that was pretty useful. Uh, but yeah, she. I mean, not that I'm breaking news here, but that is one crazy bitch, Amber Heard. Holy cow! You heard it here first. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Prezios, I used to get that error on Super Chats. Now that I updated my app, it doesn't allow me to do it anymore. Now it says the live chat has moved and I need to rest it, reset it, I assume you mean. But I don't get any okay. double charge. That is so fucked up. Could we be like totally rich if Raja Muhan got his shit together? I don't know what the deal with. Maybe they've released some app update that has gotten rid of it. Uh, I hope it just goes away because I'd rather not deal with it. But yeah, if anybody yeah. gets that error message, I would love to see documentation of it that I can take to them because they actually are interested in seeing it. They say. Incompetent hands. One in the chat for blonde today, two in the chat for Sarah, Jessica Parker, circa hocus pocus. No. Never was a Cam Newton fan, but I'm number one all day, baby. Glad Matt enjoyed contact until Wednesday. My rigors. Listen, I know this Sarah, Jessica Parker thing that I said is wildly unpopular. She's, she she's super butterface. I was I will that give Wednesday or that. Sunday? I can't remember when we talked about it. I'm just saying that like 1997, Sarah Jessica Parker was she was hot. She had like a she had like a perfect body. You're a very very silly person. She's a little horse faced. A little, little schnozzy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dare I say, though, there are some faces that make the body irrelevant, and I would classify Sarah Jessica Parker. Aren't there some bodies that that lessen the importance of the face, though? Um, Well, I guess I guess brown bags are a thing, right? (laughs) Perfect body. I'm talking. I guess pillows are a thing. Uh, (laughs) No, I don't know. No, there's no there's no world in which I'm interested. Yeah, all right. It's, as, as Mike Pence would say, it's not my concern. I'm moving on. Well, it's not but my I'm concern. I'm not an anti-Semite. I'm saying that she's not unattractive. Wait, how is what? How is that? An Wait, though no, she people in the live chat are no. pointing out that she's she's super Jewy, and that is true. But you're defending but still attractive. Her. I'm defending her. Yeah, come on. Um, where am I? What am I about to say? <laughs> this this one's a trap for sure. Lichtausengoff. Is that right? I uh, won't say the first thing. I would read it as a- Aber? Yeah. Licht. Aber. Lichtausengoff. Uh, it's something about licking something off. What the f is this? Hello. Anyway, thank Guten you. Tag. Uh, th- yes, uh, Guten Tag, Aber. Uh, appreciate your support for the show very much. Uh, this <gasps> trap is over my head. I know it's a trap. I just don't I know, know what I the know trap is. is. I know it is. Thank you for your support for the show. Live chat, maybe you're right. Maybe this is a is a pregnancy thing. Like what happened with Lizzo when I was pregnant with Emily. Oh, yeah, how you appreciated her. I, I loved Lizzo back in the day. Francesco Sanchez, your first time. Super chat. Keep up the good work and keep bringing kids into the world. They're much needed counter programming. I'm... I'm trying to get this baby your side. It is really hurting my lower back. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your support for the show. Mint 20. Okay, let me get this straight. AIDS freaks are working in an environment where they could easily bleed and contaminate food. Anyone who goes to that place deserves what they get. Nobody has ever gotten AIDS that way. Listen, I know a thing or two (laughs) about how you get AIDS. Never has been contracted that way, ever. Um, AIDS, that wasn't a plus. Could have killed us all. 
Nearly did. <laughs> Luck on John. I just got to phone with my homeboy, Rick Gurr. Ah, this is, that's his brother clever. Nick in ages. He's yeah. really worried. If anyone sees him, please let him know. <laughs> let him know, guys. Now, now we have to be very careful in, in yeah, you, Rick Gurr is a, is a joke name now. Not to be confused <laughs> with Nick Gurr. And, and don't forget Nick Kerr isn't even a joke name. There were multiple celebrity Nick Kerrs, including the son of Golden State Warriors basketball coach Steve Kerr. And now there's ABC political reporter Nick. AB, that's what it was. Kerr ABC political as reporter. Well. I love it. Um, Bocephus, hear me and rejoice. Six Hammer posted a video today where he is outside and summons a goat army. <laughs> He's wearing cargo shorts, boots, and a hemp leaf shirt. Do you guys have a goat army? Clank. I do not. You know, I love sticks. Um, because he aggressively was who he was, who he is, you know, and he like didn't give a fuck and he was like, I'm always going to be this guy. And what it led him to was getting a smoking hot wife and having kids. Isn't that great? That is uh, that is a guy that is not uh, he's not taking his cues from other people. I think that's what I admire most about him. That is not a guy who's who's looking for the the wins to find approval or to see a path towards some sort of grift or something like that. Um, That is a guy who is uh, completely authentic and there's no truly he's truly an authentic person. We love sticks over here. Walking corpse ship all cyclists to North Korea using a sailboat with plenty of riggers. what are riggers supposed to do now rigging still has to be rigged it has to be rigged who's gonna do it i don't know i don't know man uh boyd myron that's okay right yeah okay hello man that's that's just a real regular name (laughs) (laughs) great show i'm headed to work now so i'll catch it later i won my first goal this weekend in jujitsu competition i'm so stoked keep the lord's keep the lord's work that's so cool jujitsu that's a man's sport you want to keep your testosterone levels high, do jujitsu. It's counterintuitive because you are getting into a 69 position with a man. Right. But it's a very masculine thing to do. I can't defend myself. What? You, yeah, you've said wrestling is gay, but there's a lot of wrestling. I don't know. The most, some of the most masculine men I know do jujitsu. And no, they're all in great shape. And there's no doubt that combat technique is useful. And if I had a little bit more time to work with, um, I would like to learn. You some too of that. would get into a sixty-nine. I would. I man. too. Yeah, I would uh, get mm-hmm. down on the ground with a man with his crotch in my face and my crotch in his, and we would compete for who can pin each other, who can pin the other one most effectively. Seriously speaking, a lot of combat is technique. There's no doubt that fitness plays a role, um, mm-hmm. but that's something that I have spent very little time in my life learning about, and I would like to know. Like, if if I had to just straight up fight a guy if it came to that like yeah i try to keep myself in in decent physical shape but as far as the technique of how to actually do that like what moves are more effective that's not something i have a lot of knowledge of and so a a combat sport like that would be uh, really effective i should do that at some point but there's a long list of should do's that i will get to eventually you and me both buddy uh regal regal hey guys i bought my western razor a few weeks ago and i've been using it every day since it came in best shape I've ever gotten. Once I figured out the proper technique, keep up the great work and have a great stream. Well, that was very positive. We didn't pay him to do this. He just uh, did it on his own. That is an authentic organic endorsement of Western totally. Razor. And I'm glad uh, you have reacquainted yourself with the methods of men past. 
yeah. the the safety razor is the superior method. And by the way, when I was talking about, uh, thank you, Wrangle Frangle. Uh, when I was talking about Boyd and Jiu-Jitsu, I forgot to say congratulations on your gold medal in Jiu-Jitsu. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, bud. <laughs> congratulations on your 69 other guys gold, if you want to be critical. Yeah. 69 of your way to a number one number one <laughs> thank you man. Um, matt grendel women can do great police work but not in a scenario when bringing force to a situation is needed in fact the men have to have the chops to do that role yeah so the women shouldn't be in any police roles where they might face that i mean that's just the they're weaker i don't, I don't know what what do people want yeah they the uh i could when i heard that audio i could not believe that woman didn't get killed it sounds like she is being killed and that's the thing is like are we, are we helping women by putting them in such scenarios is that the pro woman thing to do it's the I mean, same it's thing hilarious. with the military where you know in general like if some if, if someone wants to serve the country i think that we should find ways for them to do that where they they fit the role but if we're going to pretend that like sending a, a a tiny woman to confront a criminal like that is the same as sending a capable man or sending a combat unit into some conflict overseas uh, militarily, that that's the same if we have one woman, two women, three women, half women, mostly women in that unit. It's not. And we're not actually helping anybody by creating more dangerous situations. It's actually, you make a case that's anti-woman. It's putting women in dangerous situations unnecessarily. They're uh, they're, uh, taking an an absolute hammer to feminism as an ideology. I'd say it's helping somebody, right? Well, that uh, particular man in Connecticut definitely took an absolute hammer to this form of feminism. I will give him that. That's why I said it. (laughs) Vivi says, say a prayer for my family, folks trying to be a better man and provider. Thanks, Rigas. Thank you, my Riga. Sounds like you're taking your job very seriously, and that in and of itself is admirable. All the best to you and your family. Bowman won. Negligent discharge is how my son was conceived. It's how all of our children were conceived. Oh, I was not negligent. I was deliberate. You were. It was, it was an, in, an intent. An I intent, was thoughtful. Well, I almost said intentful. <laughs> Intentional? Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah. God. I hate pregnancy. Pregnancy in words, man. So stupid. Then again, I am the guy who said epitome, so. That's okay. It's, it's all the gray matter in my brain. Is <laughs> Son of the wolf. IRS doucher got waxed on Good Start. One town, 29,999. Jeez. I know. I had like a really hard time not thinking this story was funny. Well. I just hate the IRS. Okay. On the one hand, it's a horrible story about a father with a family, and I will always feel bad about that. On the other hand, I may have sent a screenshot of the story to a friend with a smirking gif. See? You understand. May have. No, Sometimes I don't, just, people die in funny ways, like an IRS agent getting shot by a disabled minority in a training exercise that never should have happened, or being eaten by a hippo. That's funny too, right? I'm just trying to depersonalize, all right? I'm removing... Wait, what was the hippo bit? Who got eaten? What? I don't know. That's just another funny oh, way to die. That someone actually did. Hippos are dangerous for sure. I'm sure they um, kill a lot of people. I'm that's, smirking that's at the concept of fed on fed violence. That's all. That's it. That's yep. it. The more they do this, the less everybody else has. To I mean, then again, if, if I want to make the moral argument here, though, and, and I, I, I can and will with, with respect to the family say, 
the IRS exists as an organization to steal our money. That's why it happens. Oh, well, it exists by law and people voted for those tax rates. I don't care if 50 people come to my doorstep and 26 of them voted to take my house. It's my house. You have no entitlement to it. And I'm sorry. I have to have some skepticism of a person who who signs up to be an IRS enforcement agent in the first place. I just I, I have a philosophical dispute with you. It doesn't mean I want you to die. It doesn't mean you deserve to die or any of that. Okay, but, but at a minimum, it means that if you die in a hilarious way, I don't have to give a shit, right? Well, th- this is a guy who is training in theory, and not just him. Everybody you involved forcibly in this. take people's personal property. Fuck this guy. Yeah, that, that if I say no, you are not entitled to the money that you try to coerce out of me, that you're going to come in instead of putting that bullet in your friend, you're going to put it in me or my dog. I mean, that, that is the reality of what's going on. Here, and so. Bash doesn't deserve this. Well, he's old and senile, so I don't think he's going <gasps> to. Is he senile now? No, I don't. He just Aww. he has signs. I don't know if he's going to make it until uh, the time that the IRS comes and fatally raids me. That's the good okay. news. You know, he can't jump up on the couch anymore or at least has trouble. Aww. Like some athletic feats that were he would do with ease. Uh, they're not easy anymore. And I, I thought he had hearing problems, but he just he's just old and doesn't give a rat's ass about what he hears and isn't interested. <laughs> he just in. hates you now. <laughs> yeah, he just fakes it. So he's not actually deaf. Yeah. No bash. VV system architect here regarding the multiple super chat issue. Check if you're running a VPN when sending. Ah. It's probably a timing issue between your client, the app or browser, and YouTube servers. That is that's smart. It could be that. Smart. Yeah. If someone is getting this uh, this error, if you could confirm to me that you have a VPN. Or not. Um, that would probably be useful information. Son of the Wolf. The guy I work with in the Riggers Union are going to be upset when they have to change their union's name. Is there actually a Riggers Union? I'm going to look this up. The problem Mark is Allen. there are Riggers. Yeah, Riggers Local 136. I don't know if that's There's, your union, but there are many. They can get together with the with the Nuga folks and <laughs> be bereaved together. I just, um, uh, please make it the Chattanooga Ooga Boogas. Just change the team name. <laughs> the Nuga Ooga Boogas. Nuga Ooga Booga Jigaboo. Yeah. Well, just Jigaboo. all in. More of this. Not More. less. Um, Mark Allen, I would like to have a very expensive Trump sign made and placed in a target-rich liberal neighborhood set up cameras and have those that vandalize the sign arrested and charged with a felony. I like it. I, I don't openly support you. But that's just uh, that's just bait. Like you, I assume you have the property rights to install this sign. You're not doing anything criminal or in violation of any sort of code. And so he's just setting up bait to catch people in the act. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Tortuga, a limerick. There was once a cyclist named Dwight who could ride even faster than light. He set out on the road one day, but he cut Matt. He cut off Matt on the way, and his family reported him missing that night. Uh, that really hates it. How come I can't talk about killing IRS agents, but you can talk about running cyclists off the road into a ditch because presumably I'm, to their death. I did say that. I said, I said, make them one with the ditch. You're right. Uh, I guess I, yeah, you, you kind of got me there. I mean, I guess all I'd have to say is, and you'd make the same point about the IRS. Is there a such thing as an innocent cyclist? I know I'm, I'm with you. I hate them. Uh, Ovid. <laughs> Yeah. There Thank ain't you, no Torsi. chiggers on us. There ain't no chiggers on us. There may be chiggers on some of you riggers. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no chiggers on us. 
This is uh, there's some this cleverness is, I there. Just, I, like, I like this. This is good. Tap dancing around these. Jonathan Prezios, can you guys talk about a gun tuber now running for office in Texas? Brandon Herrera, let's go, Brandon. This is so awesome. Plus, I'm starting to like what is this? Von, Von Somi? I don't know. Yeah. A lot lately. How about you guys? I don't know the second reference know, there. What this Von Sumi thing is. Everybody uh, look look up this Brandon Herrera. I am generally back. familiar with who he is. He's a pretty well established gun tour. Uh, I did hear that he was running for office somewhere in Texas or running for Congress, challenging an incumbent Republican. I think naturally it does make sense that let's go. Brandon would be his campaign slogan. So uh, good for him. Uh, that, that, uh, that will be exciting to watch. So for him to be successful, he's going to have to um, oust not a Democrat. He's going to have to be, well, I guess maybe it's a contest, like it's a pretty closely contested district. So he's going to have to beat a Republican in a primary and then beat a Democrat in the general. Yeah. So good luck to him. Alexis Imhoff, U.S. Army Ranger, riggers, parachute riggers, mountain and repair parachutes, Makes webbing sense. and fabrics to ensure safe and effective jumps. Ah, so it's a very important job, you say. We need riggers for our paratroopers. How else will their rigging be maintained? Hmm. Laurel, who would you prefer VP? Christy Nome, Ramaswamy or Ammon Bundy? Give me Bundy. Bundy. I know that Bundy yeah. uh, has some character about him, but uh, I admire his spirit. And uh, I just I know it might sound preposterous given some of the criminal cases against him. I uh, I trust him more than the others. Oh, I, I will just will pick the white male every time. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Rafael Salvador. Yeah. Is Hillary Clinton just too starved for attention? Now she's identifying as a hurricane to flood Mexico and California. The nerve. Seriously, Godspeed from my rigors and arms in the coming hurricane. They can be a massive pain. I know. I also think that this is kind of funny. It's like uh, the hurricane Hillary that, bit. Yeah. I mean, I hope my relatives get out alive, but, um, that everybody else is killed mercilessly. Oh, well, well naturally, of course. Knuckle honky buck. It's kind of funny that you bring up the imagery of Hunter being a plumber. He wouldn't be a very good plumber. Anytime he picks up a pipe, it's guaranteed to have a little crack. in it. <laughs> honky buck. <laughs> that is uh that's an uncommon plumber's crack joke right there right there hunter has a different kind of plumber's crack fair point he does mac grundle love matt and blonde but this chat deserves screen space there's no interactions unless you're a blue name not worth a distraction theater mode ah the chat doesn't deserve screen space sorry (laughs) how dare you take shots at the chat like that they'll have their way with you now mr i gotta reload thanks for supporting the show injured guardian says uh, uh, Matt says Biden will be in Hawaii tomorrow. My brain immediately and shamelessly editing the shanty. Joey went down to Hilo or Hilo. The poor old man. What song is that? I don't know the. I confess I don't know the reference to you. Mm-mm. What song is it? Okay, this is uh, Johnny come down to Hilo or Hilo. It was uh, oh, it was a song among sung among enslaved workers in the American South. It's like one of those old oh. slave worker songs, but I don't know it. Let's see. Can I play? Did some you just of make it? a digging gesture. Uh, yeah. Or I don't know. I was just kind of singing the song. To that thing. Let me see if I can play some of this. Hold on. Uh, well, I- oh, wait, wait, wait. let me get it plugged in here so that you can hear it. Why don't you read one more and then we'll listen to some of this. Johnny come down to. Hilo or Jason takes or Takis. Uh, even if Trump were to get knocked out of the running somehow, I have no doubt Vivek would monkey stop Rhino Ron. 
Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you think uh, Ramaswamy would win before DeSantis would? Oh, I it's can't possible. believe that Ramaswamy is being taken seriously, but he he's, is. He's, he has increasing support and he has performed better lately than Ron DeSantis has. There's no arguing that. Here's some of the song. You ready? Yes. Well, I never seen the likes since I've been born. A railroad navvy with a sea boots on. When Johnny come down to high low, poor old man. Awake a shaker. Awake that go. The Buddha song. When Johnny come down to high low, poor old man. I think that's copyrighted, so I better be careful because that's by the longest Johns. Now you're you're nuked forever. Yeah. So before um, Rajamahan strikes me, I have to stop it there. Esoteric unbound. Reach the end of my South Carolina exile. Greetings from Camden, New Jersey, the East St. Louis of Philadelphia. It's a little grim, but I live in the burbs of Baltimore. 170 murders since January 1st, so it's kind of like Disneyland. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe only slightly more dangerous, I would say. Uh, uh, well, uh, I'm sorry that you uh, your your South Carolina exile has ended, but uh, of course, Godspeed, and of course, thanks for supporting the show. Uh, Grit City Kitty. Sagan famously said billions and billions. It's something me and my nerd friends often quoted in quips in the hmm. late 80s. <clears throat> I'm feeling a little hoarse. Will you read some? Music? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> thank you, Great City Kitty. Def Vent said, shout out to Fleckus, RRB, and Rob Smith for 100 episodes of the... How do you say that word? Ceviche? Oh, Ceviche Cabana? Boy, Miami podcast ranked the best yep. new podcast yeah, of all time. Yeah. Very cool. Snarf, snarf, uh, O'Bannon, bounty collected. I won't be duped by this O'Bannon bit because they got us once on that, and uh, yeah. I won't be duped again. Uh, we will but, not be duped uh, of by course, you, Fleckus um, lovers. It's it's been a while since we've we've spoken with Fleckus. He was on the show, I don't know, probably like three years ago, yeah. and um, and yeah, a really nice dude. I think he makes great stuff, and I'm happy to see his success. Knuckle Hunky Buck says jujitsu is only gay if you squeeze your thighs together every every time you get someone in a hold. But don't you have to hold them down? I mean, it's going to I guess thigh squeezing is required, isn't it? I'm not even a jujitsu hater. I'm just trying to be accurate in the description. Ryan Hass says, I hope I got my super chat in on time. I'll have to catch the replay. I adore the work you guys put into it. Uh, I hope you both have a fantastic week as well as everyone in the chat. Cheers. Well, thank you, Ryan. Uh, we appreciate your support for the show as well. It's very kind of you. And I uh, hope you're doing the best. Hope you're doing well. Yep. Uh, we love you. You're very special. We're good. I think just a couple on Rumble here. Or just one. Uh, tonight was my f- link to the future says tonight was my first Matt and I once made love. I went a little too far with it. Sorry about that. I promise not to do that anymore. Have a wonderful night, everyone. I think that was the one that when you got up, there was he he rhymed about 50 not about 50. He rhymed like a half dozen words that rhyme with uh, rigor. And it was a very graphic description of a sexual encounter that I had to yeah. ah. I had to uh, soften Gross. just a little bit. I, I certainly appreciate the effort. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, it's high high effort chat. I appreciate that. Thanks for supporting the show, man. And thanks for uh, having a good spirit about me having to <laughs> clean up the presentation. If only for the sake of my parents a little bit. Uh, we're good on DLive, we're good on Odyssey, and we're good on Rumble. We'll give one quick refresh on YouTube and Tippy, and we'll call it a night. Looks like we're good. Uh, yeah, we're all set. Okay, anything else before we're out of here? Nope, good to see you guys. Okay. See you on Wednesday. Well, uh, 
thanks everybody for uh, your participation in the show all of your thoughtful and clever chats tonight and knock on wood but nobody actually said the n-word this evening despite I can't all believe it. the words that rhyme with it that is an accomplishment in two and a half hours of live streaming about every word possible that is not that so thank you for being a part of it and uh, of course if you're listening later on demand thank you kindly as well for supporting the show uh, if you'd like to find more to listen to Head on over to the website, look for the podcast page, mattchristiansandmedia.com slash podcast or try mattis.gay. But there's lots more stuff on the audio platforms that you may not find on YouTube. You can get uh, Wednesday call-in show. You can get some of Blonde's interviews. mattchristiansandmedia.com is where you find everything show-related. We'll be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not me, the press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Bye, guys.